Happy Chinese New Year's, guys. Um, I tried to learn this, how to say this on YouTube just now, but I already forgot. So, happy Chinese New Year, uh, wherever you might be. For all my fans in Macau, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Tibet, Mongolia, and China, of course. Happy Chinese New Year to all of you guys. Um, let's get started with a couple of announcements. I think Big Bodybuilding Media is back on YouTube. Luckily, right? I got everything sorted. So now the best uh, bodybuilding uh, podcast uh, channel is right back where it belongs on YouTube. But they're probably going to go a little bit more hardcore on Rumble and a little bit more vanilla on YouTube going forward. Uh, I uh, won't have it any other way going forward. I'm still going to produce the hardcore content that is uh, a little bit more based on science, which seems to circumnavigate the YouTube uh, demands a little bit more favorably. So uh, stay tuned for next week. A lot of evidence-based stuff dropping soon uh let's see what else um oh yeah let's uh, discuss the global drug survey which i made a video about last thursday and many of you guys have already filled it out but if you could do me a solid and uh, just to take it some time to fill out the drug survey it's uh, linked down below then dr dim pietzkowski can have a very 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 large sample size for good data collection regarding um, how nicotine is used in performance enhancing drugs and recreational drugs alcohol etc regardless of the drug that it is everything that's classified as a drug or recreational use of medications um that is being investigated in this drug survey and keep in mind dr tim pietkowski was the guy uh, behind my mind pretty much went to mush a qual qualitative exploration of trembolone in the performance and imaging enhancing drug community which is uh, what we made a video about uh, trembolone range is now science it's all linked down below and for the guys who've been asking about the citations uh, from Ty and Clark, I have not received anything yet, but one of my loyal, uh, vigorous crew subscribers found a uh, the Halo Testing Study, or at least one of them. Uh, it's also linked down below. It's from 1977, titled The Effects of Fluoxymestrolone, Halo Testing, Administration on Testicular Function, uh, published in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism back in the day, which shows that luteinizing hormone, follicle-stimulating hormone, at dosages of 10 to 20 milligrams per day, um, stay intact. Not for the time that it was investigated. I did not dive into the study myself, but at one point we'll get to uh, what's the best dose of halotestin, and then I'm sure I'll get to reviewing all of the scientific evidence. And uh, again, that video about, um, what was it called? Uh, steroids versus fertility. They are already indexed most of the fertility studies performed on halotestin. So maybe you can get some, I, I, I probably indexed this, the one also, but I looked at the fertility, not the, the LH and FSH levels. Um, so I probably got to that uh, point also, so you can find a boatload of citations there. Okay, next week, what can we expect? I have the podcast with Dr. Adil Khan. We discussed the follistatin gene therapy and, and other gene therapies regarding testicular function and the healing of injuries and anti-aging and, you know, Brian Johnson and all, all this good stuff. So uh, look for that on Monday. It was a very good conversation between me and Dr. Adil. Um, it was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So hope you guys will like it. Next week, we'll have the best uh, uh, cutting phase cycle, uh, which I'm sure you guys already know how that's going to go. So that will be dropping next week. And then I have the, the Cardarine best dose, the non-cancerous dose of Cardarine video dropping hopefully next week um but it's a lot of scientific overlays and and information so it might take a little bit longer if it takes a little bit longer i'll make some uh well, how do you say this <laughs> what do we call this uh a low effort content i had a low effort content that i can edit myself um to keep the algorithm going because the algorithm right now is on fire 
I'm gaining 4,200 new subscribers every month. So if I hit the 5,000 subscribers mark per month, then I might just make it to 200,000 subs by the end of the year. Um, so I'm relying on you to do uh, your due diligence, sharing and liking and commenting so I can uh, blow this channel up double to where we started this year at. All right. Uh, is that about it? I think those are the uh, all the announcements. Yeah, so we know what to do next week. Okay, let's get started with the questions. And uh, pardon my uh, new freshly old shirts because the... Uh, the big Lebowski uh, Jedi mind tricks uh, robe is uh, way too hot. It's it's getting hotter by the day here in Thailand. So I might be rocking the psychedelic uh, flower plants from Super Mario shirt instead. Or the fire plants. Yeah, fire plants. Okay. So we kind of answered this uh, question already. Um, no, Tyne Clark has been arguing with people in the comment section. It doesn't look good on him. But hopefully he can find those studies. Uh, Tyne, get on it, dude. Get on it. We need to see those studies. All right, let's get started. Nick Woodhouse. Hey, Steve, if running a cycle comprising of Sustanon, NPP, and Primo, is there a ratio you think would work best? Aromacin on hand if I need it, but hoping Primo keeps Estradiol in favorable ranges. Uh, let's see. A one-to-one ratio of test to Primo. And then if you want, you can reduce your testosterone dose for the same amount of milligrams that you plan to add in the NPP. So let's say you want to do 500 cystinone and 500 primo, and you want to add in 100 milligrams NPP for joint lubrication, uh, then you run 400 tests instead, right? Or, or if you want to run 200 primo, then you do 300 tests, 200, oh, sorry, 200 NPP, uh, then you run 300 tests, 500 primo and 200 NPP. But so you have a one-to-one -one ratio of aromatizable compounds to a primbolin, which inhibits the conversion of testosterone into estradiol. Um, and that should give you favorable estradiol levels, um, assuming that you have, you know, average body fat of, let's say, 10 to 12 percent. Right. Um, but blood work will ultimately determine this for you because I know Nick is uh, pretty lean. So you might be able to run 500 Cystinon, 200 NPP, and 500 Primo, simply because you lean and you train hard and uh, you look good. And I don't think you need aromacin in that context. But you know where to do blood work? Bria Labs, Blood Prowl, Soy 110. Nick also lives in Thailand. I haven't seen you in a while, so I hope you're doing well. Um, but I, I think if you keep your ratio one-to-one -one between aromatizable compounds and Primo Bolin, then uh, I don't think you need an AI. But keep it on hand. Right, but uh, doing your blood work, I mean, checking your serum estradiol levels is literally a couple hundred bots. So, not the end of the world. All right, we had a couple of membership questions. This one is a big one from uh, Jizz. <laughs> he asks, estradiol 158 picomoles uh, per liter, so that's slightly over the reference range. Progesterone, slightly over the reference range. Testosterone, uh, three times out of the reference range. Free testosterone is uh, pretty high because SHBG is uh, single digits, pretty fucking low. Let's see, growth hormone is 2.2, so that's normal. IGF-1 is a little bit on the high side. That's the normal range, but he might be using uh, growth hormone. Let's see, he's on 600 tests, 12.5 milligrams of aromacin every other day. Progesterone is considerably high after using Trin a couple months ago. I can't seem to lower it. Um, I can't seem to get my SHBG up. Is 92 nanomoles per liter a good uh, good number for 600 tests? Uh, three times out of the reference range, so it'll be 3,000. Actually, no. 
No, because I can get 2,500 to 2,800 nanograms per deciliter, which is, uh, like one, you know, basically also three times on the reference range on uh, one ampule of testovirin. It's 200, well, that's 300 milligrams. So, um, no, it sounds a little bit low. You should be a little bit higher. But keep in mind that maybe your lab doesn't detect more than 92 nanomoles per liter. So you have to see if there's a little dash there that says it's over. 92 nanomoles per liter. Call the lab, ask what's the upper detectable range because uh, normal human beings don't have testosterone levels that high and anything over 500 milligrams testosterone per week exogenously um, will probably make you hit the upper ceiling of what's detectable with conventional testing. So uh, it, it could be that you're just, um, you know, uh, pushing against the cervix, so to say. All right, let's see, are the... The, also, these are my natty uh, GH and IGF-1 levels. Okay, so he's not taking anything. As a baseline before starting GH, how are they? The conversion doesn't seem to correctly work. Nanograms per milliliter. Uh, I'm also on 50 micrograms T3, but my TSH, T4, and T3 are all within reference range. So I'm assuming it's fake. Yeah, you might want to check your testosterone. And uh, based on your T3 intake of 50 micrograms, that's not milligrams, but micrograms, right? Please tell me you're not running 50 milligrams of T3. You probably uh, have a heart attack. But I would say that your T3 is fake because T3 is known to increase sexual hormone globulin, and your sexual hormone globulin levels would not be 7 nanomoles per liter on 50 micrograms T3. So uh, check out your source. Look, at, look for pharmaceutical-grade stuff. Uh, switch to Bayer Testivir and Rotex Medica or whatever else is pharmaceutical testosterone and also switch to pharmaceutical T3. Abdi Ibrahim has pharmaceutical um, triodothyronine. Right, um, and in that case, I would only run 25 micrograms T3. So, what can you do? Uh, in the meantime, maybe go to 250 milligrams testosterone per week. Right? Let your estradiol come down slightly within the reference range. Let your SHBG come up. Uh, maybe you can do a single administration per week on a Tuesday or Thursday, whatever you prefer. Let me see what is the lazy man's. Oh, that's not the correct. The lazy man's TRT protocol. I'll link that video down below. It seems like I'm linking that video every week. <laughs> All right. Um, on how to uh, change your injection frequency to keep your estradiol the same, but uh, allow your SHBG to come up. Add in some HCG. And regarding your progesterone, um, I'm not entirely sure. It could be that you're taking something that is inhibiting the metabolism of progesterone, right? Look into the steroidogenesis inhibitors. Let me see. Why do you feel... There we go. This video, I'll link it down below. Because I don't think that there's any trend or trimbolone metabolites still in your system that would falsely elevate progesterone levels. So you might um, be taking something that elevates your progesterone, or you're taking something that you didn't mention in this entire stack, like uh, high-dose pregnenolone, for example, which could also elevate your pro uh, progesterone levels. So um, look at the HCG, look at the lowering your testosterone levels, look into changing your administration frequency to once per week to keep your estradiol levels favorable, allowing your SHBG levels to come up. And you don't have this constant influx of androgens with once per week administration. Uh, again, check your blood levels uh, four weeks into that, changing that protocol because your serum estradiol levels might be too high. And then uh, start sourcing some uh, proper T3 
because um, your T3 is clearly fake. All right, so that's our <laughs> suggestions. Let's continue. Uh, Sovan Rostiang. Hey, Steve, if long esters of testosterone have less side effects, what do you think about undecanoate instead of decanoate? Two injections per week. Um, I mean, I'm sure it will work, but you get less milligrams of testosterone compared to the, you know, anotate recipient or propionate esters. So you might have to dose a little bit higher to, uh, you know, overcome that lack of net testosterone. But honestly, dude, I think all esters are fine. You just have to figure out which esters work for you based on your individual um, carboxyl esterase activity, your individual um, uh, tendency for lipase activity where you're, where you inject, whether that's intramuscular or subcutaneous. So just experiment and see which ester you like. And, uh, and then you have to do the cost to benefit ratio. Like maybe you really like enantate, but it's twice the price of cypionate, for example, and you don't have the money, <laughs> go with cypionate instead, right? Look into all aspects, but this is, um, I mean, the half-lives are almost identical or very, very similar. So I would, I would say either, or go with the cheapest option. Uh, hey, Steve, does HG powder need to be refrigerated? Can it be transported unrefrigerated? Of course, once mixed with bacteriostatic water, it's always refrigerated. Okay, so if you order HG online, now obviously it comes in the mail and it undergoes a couple um, temperature fluctuations, right? From wherever it's coming from, it goes into the plane or, or you know, package. It might change different climates. Um, so yeah, ideally you don't have too many temperature fluctuations before you put it in the fridge, but I would prefer to keep it in the fridge simply to keep the temperature stable, which allows it to, well, stay stable, <laughs> right? Doesn't denature, doesn't degrade. But if you, let's say you're in Thailand and you put it outside and you let it, you know, outside of the, the, the cupboards and then it gets hot during the night and then during the day you turn the air conditioning off and you go through like 60 of these cycles from hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold, until you reconstitute it and you put it in the fridge, then maybe part of the ATG, uh, you know, amino acid uh, structure is already denatured. And now for every 500 IOs that you inject, maybe you get 200 IOs, right? Just as an example. So just play it safe, put it in the fridge, and they keep it there until you're ready to use it. And then after reconstitution, you keep, also keep it there until your valve is empty and then you toss everything in the trash. Uh, Octavian, did I miss one? No, right? Okay. Octavian, all my blood work is okay from LH to FSH to SABG, including neurosteroids, testicular function, also except my cholesterol, which is above reference range. And my free testosterone is also at the bottom of the reference range where your SHBG is quite high. And if I go on a caloric deficit, I'm straight up hypogonadal and feel like shit. Uh, I did uh, only Novidex PCT like six years ago, and it seems it didn't fully recover. Any advice? No, so you... It, you might still remember what steroids felt like and, and you feel like you didn't recover, but if everything is okay, your LH or FSH, everything's in range, then you did recover. <laughs> but maybe your perception of what the recovery felt like, you can't remember, and now you feel androgen deficient. And of course, if you're going a caloric deficit, uh, your SHBG goes up and your testosterone levels might come down, then thus your free testosterone levels are even lower. But you're older, life is harder, you know, you're doing, uh, uh, I don't think 30 days in clomid, zinc, vitamin D3, magnesium, vitamin E is going to do anything, right? If you don't, if you don't feel the androgens that you have, maybe it's just time to go back on TRT again. But I have a boatload of videos about things you need to consider before TRT, right? Maybe 
stay in a caloric surplus for like three months, see if that improves it with all of the over-the-counter supplements known to improve testicular function. And if that still doesn't get the job done and you still feel like ass, maybe try ATG monotherapy. Maybe try enclomiphene monotherapy, right? Uh, in, in, instead of trying to fix your HPTA, maybe you should just look at how, how you can fix, you know, how you feel and forego the HPTA. Right? Do a semen analysis, free some semen so you don't have to undergo that fucking lengthy recovery period afterwards because, you know, I don't think I'd be functional right now without the ATG monotherapy, dude. I mean, the last time I did PCT a couple of years ago, my testosterone levels were 600 and I felt like fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, I feel like ass now, but it's less, it's, it's less like an ass. Plus I still have some cannons, so it's not the end of the world. Uh, but back then, yeah, you know, it's, it's once you go on cycle and you go, you go natural, it doesn't matter what you do. It will never feel the same. It will never feel the same again. That's why most guys stay off or stay on and don't want to come off. That's why they're trying to reinvent the wheel and stay on TRT and to get their wife pregnant. And then whoop de doo I got a daughter. <laughs> oh, oxidative stress, bro. Uh, Jay Rodino asks, hey, Steve, I've been on 30 milligrams Columbus for 60 days. Baseline LH was 3. Uh, million use per milliliter and baseline FSH 2.8. Now my LH dropped to 3.6, FSH 2.9. Total t testosterone went up from 280 to... Uh, 420 any ideas why my test would go up but my LH being lower than before would it be worthwhile to start a uh, thousand ions HED three times per week to get more testicular function thank you all right so in your case um let's see 30 milligrams a kilometer for 60 days but your LH and FSH levels are the same because it's a moment in time so it could be could be that before your LH and FSH were uh four and three but then declined during the day but now that you're on kilometer maybe they're uh, you know three and a half four or uh, the LH three and a half to four, or an FSH is you know three or or four uh, throughout the entirety of the day because no because Clomid, Clomid and Noldenex, um is active the entire day that you take it right because of its long half life. So this is why you have the constant estrogen uh, receptor blockade in the hypothalamus and the pituitary. Maybe LH and FSH levels never go higher than endogenously produced or than normal or baseline uh, levels, but they stay elevated throughout the day. So instead of them being high in the morning and then tapering off, maybe there's just consistent the entire day. And this is why your testosterone went up because you have continuous LH and FSH stimulation of the testicles. Right? Did your semen volume also uh, go up? This would be also another indication that FSH levels are continuously elevated. Now, would you get more testosterone production out of 1,000 IOS HEG three times per week? I think so. I think so. It's worth a shot but i would start at 250 hours hg for one or two weeks right 250 hours monday wednesday friday so that's three times per week for one or two weeks and then 500 hours i've talked about this a thousand times before so let me just link the trt videos again uh i can't even remember i have so many trt videos oh yeah try this before trt i got it in one go is this the one yeah HCG versus enclomiphene monotherapy. All right. I have remembered it well. Um, so watch that video first about HCG monotherapy. And then obviously you're going to discontinue the clomiphene um, because you've already tried it for two months and you have the before and after blood work results. And we know that it, uh, let's say 150% your testosterone from 280 to 420, 420 baby. Um, 
yeah so i, I think if you slowly build up your hcg dosages maybe you end up at a thousand ios hcg three times a week i think you can get at least 600 out of it i'm on 820 right now so that's 400 more than you and i took about a lot of steroids back in the day so maybe you can get the same all right let's get started with the super chats Kasha, how often do you take a deload week and uh, what does it consist of? Also, what are your thoughts on pendulum glucose controlled probiotics? I've never heard about that, but probiotics or uh, probiotics, if they come refrigerated, then they're good. And uh, all these fancy probiotics, uh, there's many companies that wanted to sponsor me. And then every time I ask them to send me a sample, they don't do it. So fuck them. I don't promote them because I want to use those probiotics first before I open my fucking mouth to promote a uh, company now you guys know which ones i'm talking about all right so mm. so if they come refrigerated they're good and otherwise it's just a waste of money and you're better off eating uh, probiotic or prebiotic foods kimchi sauerkraut sushi uh, grass stuff works 10 times better i schedule a deload every six to eight weeks um i wanted to do a deload at the end of this month so that's uh i wanted to go for another two weeks and then do a deload from the 26th of feb till the first of march um but yesterday i had to throw in the towel of my workout i did my hamstring workout and then the doctors and then i wanted to do stiff legged deadlifts and i was like you know what it's not <laughs> not gonna happen so I did a little bit of glutes and some calves, and then I went home. Uh, so we're going to deload next week. So you'll feel it. You know, you can plan it every six weeks or eight weeks. Sometimes you can go a little bit longer, and sometimes you go a little bit shorter. So I did my last deload, let's see, last week of December last year from the 25th to the 30th. Yeah. And then I started on um, January the 1st because, you know, starting chest on January the 1st. I mean, fuck yeah. And let me, you got to see the, the pick pop, All right? I got two midgets lifting my pecs because I have no muscle. <laughs> Anyways, how many weeks ago is that? Uh, it was at end of, end of December. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six weeks. Six weeks now. So that's, that's perfect timing, right? I thought I could go eight weeks, but after six weeks, I have to throw in the towel. What does my deload consist of? Chilling the fuck out at home. <laughs> I'm also going to fast next week. You know, to initiate a little bit of fat loss. So um, my deload is basically not going to gym uh, and, and just eating vegetables to kind of clean my intestinal tract. But if you want to, uh, don't want to do a fast, right? I'm completely understanding because it's fucking hard, right? Only real men can fast and pussies cannot. So if you can't fast, don't do it, right? It's hard. I mean, that's not of this uh, world anymore. It's, it's uh, too much effort. And now oh, you're going to go so catabolic, right? Whatever. So if you don't want to do that, do a uh, 50% intensity or 50% of the volume, whatever you prefer, right? You don't go to failure. Uh, you still go to the gym. You lift a little bit of uh, weights because you're afraid of, uh, you know, uh, muscle protein loss or, or you know, uh, volume loss and strength loss. But dude, I've, I've taken so many deloads in my life. I cannot eat for a week and uh, not train for a week. And just sit on my ass and do work and then go to the gym the next week and I'm, I'm just as strong so but that's me that might not be you so there are multiple ways to get the job done fred go hey steve i'm on 125 milligrams testosterone annotate every three days in off season i also make good progress but i have a lot of trend e 
would you use something in the off season and never use train? Okay, so the problem with train E is that it has a very long active life, right? It might stay in your system for four to six weeks, even after a single administration. So I would rather have you use uh, train acetate to get some experience with it at a low dose of, let's say, 50 to 70 milligrams per week. I mean, in the off season, you really don't need much train um, to help with IGF-1 sensitivity, nutrient partitioning, you know, metabolic rates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and of course you could run trend E at 50 to 70 milligrams also, but if you had, have adverse effects, then it will take a couple of weeks before it's out of your system. So how about you buy a vial of train acetate, run it for a month at 50 to 70 milligrams per week. You are probably going to run 70 milligrams because you think more is better, right? Go for it. <laughs> go for it. It's your, your body, your responsibility. I would run 50 milligrams, but if you want to go with 70, be my guest. If you run it for a month and you have no adverse effects, feel free to switch to train E, right? Or finish the valve train acetate, because uh, if it's 70 milligrams, well, shit. You know, if, if it's 100 milligrams for one milliliter and you run 70 milligrams, uh, 1,000 divided by 70, then you have 14 weeks. Shit, now you can, you can never get rid of that train E. Well, send it to me. I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah, send it to Thailand. Uh, I'll run that trainee when my wife is pregnant and I will not run 70 milligrams. I'll run uh, 150. Yeah, no way. My wife will divorce me. But yeah, so so the problem is with trainee is it, it just stays in your system a long time. So you uh, might get an adverse effect. All right, let's see if I missed any member questions. Love the shirts. Yeah, this is my favorite shirt. I wish I could buy more. It's from Elite Grips. Oh, other side. It's from Elite Grips, and I was never able, never able to find um, a shop that sells this brand. I looked all over uh, the interwebs. It's a brand from Japan. It's uh, apparently it's for baseball or something. Um, I found this somewhere in the discount. It was like fifteen hundred baht, so that's what fifty dollars or something. So out from the corner of my eye, I'm like, yes, mine. Oh, it fits. Fuck yeah. Do we have another one? Nope. So now this one is precious. It only comes out at special moments because I will never be able to replace this one. Uh, all right. Yeah, everybody says epic shirt. Thank guys. <laughs> Love this thing. Marco Marcel. Hey, Steve, on my last blood work volunteer T plus everything was good, except my ferritin levels were low. Should I implement something while off PDs now? Next blood work after PCT. Uh, add more beef. You know, but you also have to look into your serum iron levels. Ferritin is just a transporter. Serum iron levels is, uh, you know, what you're after. So if it's low, it, it could be that you're in a tremendous low inflammatory state, but it could also mean that your um, your liver enzymes, your your iron stores in the liver and other parts of the body are uh, low, and thus you might be anemic, right? But ferritin by itself being low, that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, you have to look into other blood work markers to really determine what is going on. So I would say add some more beef to your diet and and then, uh, you know, check it again after PCT. But if you're doing TRT+, plus, why are you doing PCT? Right? TRT is replacement. Um, and if you need replacement, then PCT obviously is not going to work. Right? So are you on a cycle <laughs> for fun or are you on TRT for medical reasons? Right? There's a difference here, guys. All right. Ballsy. Hey, coach, how can one go about reducing blood potassium levels if they suspect hyperkalemia from blood pressure meds, 
meds and high veggie intake uh, while sweating a lot high water intake reduce uh reducing veggies work um add some more carbohydrates to your diet and then magically watch your serum potassium levels go down right because you need potassium to uh, store carbohydrates in skeletal muscle and it could be that you're flat and and you know it, hyperkalemia is reasonably rare unless you start combining the bivalol and telmosartan and high potassium intake from vegetables or potassium salts then it can occur right but a lot of bodybuilders do that they have high potassium intake because they have high um carbohydrate intake and then they combine all these blood pressure medications right arbs and bitter blockers and then thus they are hyperkalemic and also because they might sweat a lot right i sweat a boatload of you know fluids every single time i go to the gym and i drink a lot of water and i supplement with a lot of sodium but you know th these things are uh, you know possible so maybe the next week you increase your uh, carbohydrate intake to take care of the potassium in your blood just sweating a lot will mostly make you lose sodium which actually worsens the balance between potassium and sodium and then of course high water intake and reducing veggie uh, intake will work also all right so keep that in mind and otherwise reduce your blood pressure uh, medication if that's possible because you know uh, stable magnesium calcium potassium phosphorus and sodium intake regulates blood pressure very 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 well and all this prophylactic use of telmosartan um you know if you're mega dosing gear i get it but most guys are not making dosing gear and it's not really required right you just need to eat a little bit better joshua robinson's greetings i'm natty 28 years old what are you doing here are you lost <laughs> what's going on uh no i'm joking Recently got a full panel to see if it's time to start PEDs. All right, now we're talking. Uh, well, uh, I'm well enough, except my L LP little A, little protein little A is uh, over 200. Any advice? Is this a sign to remain natural? So I th think that lipoprotein little A, from what I remember, actually goes down when, total, when you go on exogenous testosterone. Let me confirm that with a very quick uh, Google search to confirm. Testosterone decreases lipoprotein in men. Lipoprotein little a in men. And this study is from 1969, so it's not too old. Let me link it down below. It's right underneath the effects of a fluoxetrimestrolone administration on testicular function. So I was correct there. And I think there's several other studies that show this. Average lipoprotein little a uh, values decreased by 37% during testosterone alone. And by 28% when testosterone and testolactone were combined. Now, testolactone is no longer available. Um, so, you know, if you want to use something else to... What testolactone was that? Uh, yeah, steroidal aromatase anywhere. It's no longer available. So use aromatase instead. So if you keep uh, just testosterone in there, then... Uh, lipoprotein little a might decrease by 37 percent can't remember what the reference range is but maybe that's enough to get your uh, lipoprotein little a in favorable ranges and what else decreased it uh i think cartering reduced it i'm just i just finished that cartering study but i briefly glanced over all the beneficial effects because it's an index of all the scientific evidence oh wait a minute i have to notes right here <laughs> guess i finished it today let me scroll through my notes all right, cardarine improves serum lipid parameters, raises LDL, APOA A2, 
and lipoprotein A1 to A2 ratio. Okay, so that might might improve the ratio, but not lower it. All right, testosterone for sure. And otherwise, if you're not sure, uh, type in, um, you know, lipoprotein low A and methods to uh, reduce it with uh, chat GPT. Do you want me to do that for you? God, I have to, no, it's not, uh, I don't have the login on this laptop. Anyway, I'm sure chat GPT will know, but testosterone will get it down. Right, where are we? Matteo, uh, hey coach, can I take Superdrol and Clen sublingually? Uh, yes, you can. But Clen, the problem is if you take a high dose sublingually, then it will act acutely and your heart rate will literally shoot to the moon. So I would be uh, for 20 micrograms administrations in between meals, which slows the absorption somewhat. So instead of having all this Clen in your system right away, it takes maybe 30, min uh, 30 minutes to absorb the full 20 microgram dose. Um, Superdrol, yes doesn't have any you know tremendous strain in your heart if you take that acutely sublingually but clen um man i would rather inject it in the form of helios with uh, yohimbine or rolsine instead of taking that sublingually i know it would be too much heart palpitation for me uh, honestly SNC nutrition. Is there a big difference in using testosterone recipient versus testosterone inotate? Less water retention, more water retention, and difference between how they make you feel. Uh, you clearly didn't watch the Esther video. So let me link it for you down below. And if you inject these compounds every single day, then it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it really doesn't fucking matter, dude. Um, Testosterone cypionate and anethate are pretty similar when it comes to active pharmaceutical ingredients when the cypionate and anethate have been metabolized and you're left with net uh, testosterone. Um, it it kind of depends on the oil that it's suspended in. I mean, testosterone cypionate is used in, usually in cottonseed oil or sesame oil, and anethate um, might be in, in, in uh, castor oil, grapeseed oil, or cottonseed oil, right? So it, it, it highly depends on the product and the oil, which also have an influence on the half-life. But if you go with daily subcutaneous micro-administrations and the milligram dose of test sip versus test anotate is exactly the same, I don't think it's going to make a fucking difference. But some people report that they feel better on sip, and some people report that they feel better on anotate. So try sip for a month try annotate for a month then make a cost uh, analysis to benefits right benefits to costs and then and then you see which one you like you know where, which one is more accessible if you're living in the united states and they prescribe testosterone cypionate go with sip and if you live in germany and they prescribe testosterone annotate go with annotate it's not rocket science what matters is that you get testosterone in your system and also take some testosterone for me yeah, because I've been off testosterone for a very long time. Um, so take uh, when in doubt, take both SIP and annotate. <laughs> Andrew, uh, anytime total testosterone goes over 1,500 nanograms per deciliter with estradiol 50 micrograms per milliliter, I'm uh, a ball of anabolic anxiety. Oh, holy shit. Other than complaining about my emotional stability, what advice would you give to manage mental side effects? Lower E2, lower overall dose um I, I think the androgen burden is just too high for you look into GABA 
maybe the sympathetic uh, drive is a little bit too high. Maybe you need to use some GABA supplementation in the morning or evening to bring your anxiety, dows, uh, anxiety down. Maybe your glutamine levels are too high. Maybe your dopamine levels are too high, right? You need to lower the excitability um, and, and maybe daily subcutaneous micro-administrations to um, you know, get the anxiety under control. I'll link the TRT insomnia video, which describes that uh, very, very well. Why do I have so many videos on every topic? And sleep on TRT. There's the one. Wait a minute, that thumbnail is fucking epic. <laughs> uh, this is the, this is the one where I still had subtitles. Well, thank God we don't have to do those anymore. Uh, Insomnia on TRT. Watch it. It's linked down below. Long story short, inject your uh, testosterone subcutaneously every morning. Um, you know, right when you wake up. So the peaks of the testosterone have been metabolized by the time you go to bed. And then, of course, the anxiety uh, can get worse if you don't have good sleep quality. Now, if you want to improve your sleep quality and lower the anxiety at the same time, uh, take some GABA, 500 milligrams, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 milligrams GABA before bed. Look at L-theanine, look at saffron extract. All these over-the-counter supplements are known to improve mood and reduce anxiety. Um, you know, and otherwise, you need to lower the dose. You don't have to lower the E2. I don't think it's E2 related. Um, maybe your progesterone levels are very, very low, and that's why you don't have so much GABAergic signaling, right? Maybe instead of um, bringing your E2 down, maybe you have to look at the DHEA and pregnenolone, which I mentioned a million times before on why DHEA and pregnenolone is so beneficial when it comes to emotional stability and reduction of anxiety and overall uh, sense of well-being. And if the DHEA and pregnenolone increase your testosterone levels, then uh, bring your exogenous testosterone levels down by a third. So whatever you're using, let's say you're using 200 milligrams per week and you get 1,500 nanograms per deciliter as an example. Maybe you go to 150 milligrams testosterone per week or 125, bring your total test and estradiol levels down. I think this ratio is totally fine. Um, and then supplement with 25 milligrams DHEA, 10, 12 and a half milligrams pregnant alone to see if that gets your anxiety under control after doing daily micro-administrations and using some GABA before bed. Right? And, and otherwise, uh, a high dose of progesterone 50 to 100 milligrams per day, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to reduce your anxiety and, and kind of put you in a good mellow mood uh, as well. So, uh, you know, and, and otherwise you have to look into what is the underlying cause of these mental effects because, you know, maybe your bl uh, blood pressure is high, maybe uh, you feel insecure, maybe, you know, there's a multitude of different things that can ca cause anxiety. So, it, yeah, this, this would be my first... Um, line of advice and then you have to look into uh, seeing if that works or not will you ever try mint steve yeah maybe after i have some kids <laughs> maybe after i have some kids but not for now 50 milligrams of mint i would like to try it though then again i'm getting fucking old you know and I'm, I'm happy being 100 kilos. So I, I think I only need TRT to get to 100 kilos. I'm 96 kilos now. So if I if I take mint or, or even 50, 70 milligrams of train, I'll be 110 kilos again. Easy. So I don't think I need it, but never say never, right? Uh, BMX shark. And if we're only 30 milligrams per day and tamoxifen 20 milligrams per day for three months. No. 
no, 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 no. Watch the end of our video. Because apparently you don't need, well, in 30 milligrams, you might need uh, Nolvenex. But I already explained uh, how to do oral-only cycles, and Nolvenex is not one of them. But you could try it, man. Do it if you want to reinvent the wheel, right? I, questions like this is usually coming from people who have already made up their mind, and then they want me to um, verify it for them, which I'm not going to do, but you're probably still going to do it. So I would say no, but if you want to go for it, go for it, dude. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, Carlin, Carlin. How long does T4 need to build up in the blood? Because 100 micrograms gave me a TSH of 1.39, free T3. I like it. I love it when you guys don't include the ranges. Uh, my thyroid values uh, was higher without the T4. Okay, so thyroid is a moment in time. It's a moment in time. Uh, how long does it need to build up in the blood? I, I would say two days. <laughs> That's it. So again, it's a moment in time. If your thyroid values were higher, which thyroid values are we talking about? Are we talking about thyroid stimulating hormone being higher? Well, then it's very logical that uh, thyroid stimulating hormone comes down because now you're supplementing with T4, which ultimately increases T3 levels, which have a suppressive effect on your thyroid stimulating hormone. And free T4 and free T3 can change all the time because your thyroid binding globulins might come up and down uh, depending on your uh, serum sex hormone levels and your exogenous use of thyroid medication. And, and exogenous use of, of other compounds. So, you know, guys, if you send me your blood work, just be inclusive because I can't really do much with this, um, you know? So, yeah, that's all I can really say about it. <laughs> Which thyroid hormones were higher? That T4 were higher and that's lower? Could be a moment in time. Could be a moment in time. Maybe, maybe you added in the growth hormone at the same time you added in the T4 and the increased conversion altered your thyroid parameters, right? I mean, guys, give me the total fucking picture. Uh, Johnny Gallardo. Hey, Steve, how long does it take uh, that estradiol is decreasing by itself? It takes about two to four weeks. Uh, dropped my TRT from 140 per week to 105 per week because my estradiol was 95. Can't get an AI before next week. Maybe even not necessary. Uh, is this 95 picograms per milliliter, right? I'm assuming that uh, a picomoles per liter, that would be... Uh, just a low number or within the reference range number. This reference range, I do know off, off the top of my head. Um, let's see. So, you know, I, I would just keep it the fucking same because even if the AI doesn't arrive in a, in a week, um, you will only have elevated estradiol levels for another week, maybe three weeks. Because as soon as you add in the AI, all the... Uh, excess estradiol will slowly metabolize over the next two weeks and now you're preventing or reducing the conversion of testosterone into estradiol with consecutive uh, exogenous testosterone administration so um i would just keep it the same man i would just keep it the same and enjoy this fucking exacerbated libido that you probably have um and don't play too much with your nipples looking for gyno that isn't there yet because the more you play with your nipples the more inflammation you create and then before you know it you start squirting milk and you look like one of those only fan models so just leave it alone just leave it alone please uh happy chinese new year steve when email list is out okay so i did in between all the preparations for videos and editing and consultations and playing with my cats and my wife, I have been reviewing 
the various email marketing platforms, but I haven't really settled on which one I want to use yet. So I asked my wife for a second opinion. She will check it out next week. And since I'll be fasting and not going to the gym next week, hopefully I can set it up. But uh, I was a little bit overwhelmed by how many email marketing platforms are out there nowadays. So I'm, I'm not decided between MailChimp and uh, fuck, what was that other one called? I really liked that one, but it was expensive. Uh, man, I didn't bookmark it here. Thought I bookmarked this site. Anyway, there was another one that I liked. It was very automated. So I just have to see what I want. Because, you know, you guys know I'm not a hard seller. So I just need something to inform you guys about occasional deals. And uh, just, just give me another week to, to set it up. All right, it's, I've been so busy with videos. Um, but we'll set it up. And then, uh, you know, certain source lists <laughs> and uh, discount codes might make a reappearance. Yeah, I did realize that I already have like 15,000 email addresses. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, exported from uh, WooCommerce and uh, Stripe. Just going through my Gmail, almost 15,000 emails. So that's a good start. You guys see what happened to Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, I could also just do Bitcoin. Fuck the mailing list. <laughs> Not waste time on that. Uh, no, but I will get it done for you guys. Uh, yo, Steve, I recommend telling people about uh, Mer. Mer. I recommend telling people about Mertazapine's cholesterol side effects. Killed my lipids pretty badly. Awesome sleep though. Trazodol is the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I mentioned some of these in um, the sleep deep dive as options. But of course, you know, I can't do it. I can't um, you know, list off all the potential side effects of all the medications that I discussed because those deep dives are mostly just to discuss options. Then I expect you guys to do further research. Because um, unfortunately, if I make a, a dedicated video about Trazodone, no views. If it's about Anavar, fuck yeah, everybody loves it. If it's about testosterone, hell yeah, 70,000 views in a couple of weeks. But uh, mirtrazapines or trazodone, nobody will care. So I'd have to mix that into certain videos. And then, of course, you know, in the context of that video, trying to keep it algorithm friendly and, uh, you know, keep up with the attention deficit disorder that is, uh, you know, rampant amongst the audience sometimes. Um, you know, not all relevant information uh, can be presented, unfortunately. So yeah, there, there could be negative side effects of all medications. Um, and, and that's why before you take anything, please do research. But again, uh, you know, terrible lipids will uh, re restore themselves quite fast if you discontinue the medication. And I hope I provided enough um, information in the Deep Sleep Deep Dive video series that you don't have to take uh, mirtazapines or, uh, you know, or trazodone, right? All right, next one. But coach, is it normal that my free tea is 4.7 picomoles per milliliter when I try to diet? Uh, when the bottom of the reference range is 5 picograms per milliliter, I've been four months in a caloric surplus, and it hovers around 6.7 picograms per milliliter. Okay, so if you're dieting, your SHBG will go up. It's just a chronic side effect. So I think in your case, if you tried everything already, 
in instead of throwing the kitchen sink with climate at it, which will certainly increase your SHG levels, um, it might just be time for you to get back on TRT. You know, <laughs> just just have things easy. Right? Do a semen analysis, free some semen, and then go back on TRT. You will get some immediate relief. Immediate. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, Mailchimp will cause problems. I, I really need to do um, proper research. Well, I do know people who use Mailchimp, and they recommend uh, supplements and that kind of shit. So anyway, I'll figure it out. Uh, hey, coach, I've been a 90 arm wrestler for five years, and I want to start PEDs for strength and tendons, which I have injured a lot. Is 200 tests and 50 milligrams standalone per week a good start? And I want to mess up my hormones if possible. Okay. <laughs> well, you clearly have not done your research. So, uh, exogenous testosterone and 50 milligrams standalone per week will certainly mess up your hormones. It might be even a too high of a start. So, watch all the TRT videos. There are many. Uh, how to self-prescribe your own TRT? Where is it? Oh, I have too many videos and I forgot the title. I mean, maybe look at the BBC 157, buddy, before you start hormonizing. I can't even find my own TRT videos. Replacements. Is it before your first steroid cycle? Man. Oh yeah, first cycle for dummies. That's the one. Is this the one? Let me check my timestamps. Ah yeah, this is the one. Here, this one will teach you exactly how to, it's linked down below. Teach you exactly how to set up your TRT. Uh, I don't agree with this protocol. Maybe start with 150 milligrams of tests per week. Or do, um, you know, if you want PDs for strength and tendons, uh, which I have injured a lot, I would not. 150 tests, 20 milligrams of INFR, and BBC 157 to heal up first, right? Or TB500. I have videos about this also. Let me link it down below. Might as well while we're fucking at it. Mm, and the BBC one video was a good video, but it didn't get as many views as I wanted to. Let's see how the Carterine video does. Otherwise, I'm just going to do steroids. People say you shouldn't care about the views, but listen, when you <laughs> spend an entire week on PubMed and, uh, you know, let go of other things, and then people don't watch it, yeah, it feels a little bit disappointing. Or anyway, so um, TRT test, HCG, mono, uh, HCG alongside of it because you don't want to mess up your hormones. And uh, and if you really don't want to mess up your hormones and keep your HPTA intact, then TB500, BBC157, and growth hormone, and and, and collagen, and, and progesterone, and ectosterone. <laughs> that's, that's about it. So eventually you're going to have to make a choice. Bitcoin pumped because of the Putin interview. Really did it? I thought it was just because, um, let me see, where are we now? Well, it's probably the same, 37 or 40, 47, sorry. 
I thought it was because uh, BlackRock was just finished uh, selling. Anyway, you never know. Let's see. Maybe we get a hardcore rejection rejection again at forty eight thousand, and then we'll go down again until the you know a little bit before the Bitcoin having. You never know, man. That's why Bitcoin is so much fun. It's like a roller coaster. You don't even have to go to Universal Studios. All you have to do is get on the ride of Bitcoin, and you'll go up and down and up and down, and it'll be like. You know, uh, extreme highs and lows, just like uh, the old school Marvel movies, not the new ones, the old ones. Yeah. Oscar Sapp. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Same as always. Um, got my plots done this week. Everything is in range except my ALT, which is 104, which is 50 points above the reference range. This is worrisome. Getting my Sistine uh, check now. Yeah, you're probably going to die good luck no no it's uh it could be from training intensity so if you're worried about your alt and ac uh, enzymes being elevated and you're not entirely sure where it's coming from uh you didn't mention anything about taking drugs performance enhancing drugs or recreational drugs um then it could be elevated from training because alt and ast liver enzymes can be elevated from uh, training as well because these enzymes these transaminases amino transferases are also found in skeletal muscle so if you train hard, they might leak from skeletal muscle, giving you a false positive for elevated liver enzymes. If you want to circumvent that, take a week off from the gym and see uh, how high they truly are, right? So uh, is it worrisome for now? Not really. If your gamma GT levels are in range, I would say that it's good. If your uh, triglyceride levels are in range, it would be good. But again, if, you're, if your liver enzymes are chronically elevated and they're elevated even after you take a week off from the gym, then there might be something wrong with your liver, uh, including non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So, yeah, it could be a multiple of different things. But for now, I would say training intensity. Dalmatov, hey, Steve, six weeks and 500 milligrams of pharmaceutical system on a week, two shots. Enjoy that systemic inflammation from the arachis oil, bro. Uh, now it's time to do blood work. <laughs> the day after the injection, which you recommend? Thank you. Yes. So you inject, uh, let's say Friday, Monday, Friday, you do your 1cc shot. Then Saturday morning, you go in for blood work. And please check your homocysteine levels, C-reactive protein, neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio, and ferritin levels to see if the arachis oil that you get from the pharmaceutical system on is causing you systemic inflammation. It's not causing that in everybody, but in some individuals. Um, and if your CRP is elevated, then guess what? Send your assistant on to me. I'll take care of it for you. And then um, source some testosterone inhibitor, cypionate, or another pharmaceutical brand uh, and product uh, somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. It sucks, man. The more you know, the less, uh, the less drugs you can take. And I hate to be the one that brings the bad news, but, you know, I'm cursed with knowledge and I'm transferring it to you guys. Uh, is coach going to watch the new Shogun TV series? Uh, I was not aware and I'm looking for something, uh, new to watch, but I will be watching Dune in two weeks. Yeah. 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 That's going to be fun. Uh, Johnny Gallardo. And again, uh, to the topic of AI's uh, first necessary or not while decreasing the dose. Uh, yes. <laughs> Estradiol, 95 micrograms per milliliter, reference range 11 to 44. Feeling really bad, brain fog, moodiness. Um, let's see, what else did you ask back then?
okay, so that, that might be related to estradiol. But then again, the problem is uh, brain fog, feeling really bad moodiness, it can also come from systemic inflammation or being overtrained or uh, just, just leading into, you know, a little bit of sickness. It, it's guys, it's not always related to your hormones levels, right? Feel free to drop your testosterone dose, dose down to 105 milligrams per week, and then let your estradiol levels metabolize, throw in the aromatized inhibitor, keep the dose exactly the same, check your serum estradiol levels and total testosterone levels, maybe two weeks, four weeks into this dose adjustment, see where your levels end up. And hopefully by the time you feel better, you'll have less brain fog and less moodiness, but it, it all these side effects can be multifactorial. And I understand that a lot of you guys don't have, um, you know, the, the, the experience with your own body. But dude, even I fucked it up a couple of weeks ago where I felt off, I felt bad. I didn't know what the cause was. I looked through all my my entire protocol and supplement. I even asked you guys, I got a couple of good recommendations. And for me, it was as simple as removing a couple supplements and reducing the training volume and eating a little bit more food, right? So you know, it, it, it's, it's not always the hormones. It's not always the hormones. So please just address it from every angle possible. Feel free to reduce the dose and throw in an aromatized inhibitor, but it might not resolve it. And then you need to look somewhere else, you know? Jason Klein, while on, uh, hey Steve, while on 150 milligrams of testosterone cypionate working on diets, I'm still at high body fat, 35%. Bro, get that under control. Can aromacin help estradiol levels in someone with higher body fat or does fat negate its effects? No, no, it will certainly uh, lower serum estradiol levels because if you're on 150 test cypionate but at this high body fat, you might get pretty high estradiol levels. So I would advise a little bit for aromacin. Ideally, you get your body fat levels down before you add in the testosterone, but you know, you're already on the test sip, so now you have to control it with aromacin. 6.25 milligrams, uh, let's say three times a week alongside your testosterone cypionate administrations, 50 milligrams Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and then check your blood work levels four weeks into this to see if you need more aromacin, right? You don't want to overshoot to the point you get dry skin and creaky joints and zero libido and, and problems with your eyes uh, and you're irritable. Um, right, so slowly build that up because at, at this high of a body fat, you know, we know we know that increased aromatization is occurring, but we don't know how much. And I don't want to know what your serum estradiol levels are right now. So 6.25 milligrams of aromacin three times a week alongside your testosterone administrations, blood work before you increase the dose. Um Asking for programmer uh, recommended this last week. Yeah, the dihexa. I like it. Okay, good, good. I'm surprised. It <laughs> I'm surprised it worked. Um, no, I'm happy that it worked. Uh, let's see. Did you try the new pep? Did I recommend new pep? I think I did, right? Dihexa and new pep for neurogenesis and reaction time and Adderall. Right, but that's of course a little bit off label. Um, anything else you would uh, mind for mind muscle connection learning, accelerated learning for movements? um subs okay so new peps alpha gpc um uridine 5 monophosphate and again i discuss alpha gpc and uridine 5 monophosphate in uh the entrepreneur deep dive video series but dude feel free to just buy gorilla mind to respawn i have a discount code down below called vigorous get yourself 10 percent off and and that basically contains almost the ideal 
a ratio of particular nootropics which I would use um, for learning and, and uh, you know, uh, shortened reaction time and, uh, you know, improve gaming, which I haven't gamed in a very long time because I'm old and I'm busy and I have responsibilities. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> Thank God I already finished that previous Zelda game, so now I'm good for the next five years. I don't have to play any games. Um, unless my kid wants to play some video games and then I might have to buy like some like 12th hand Nintendo 64 and start playing The Legend of Zelda all over again. Hell yeah. Second childhood, baby. Anyway, I have to wait for some good news first. So, um, Dihexa, Nupept, Adderall, Alpha GPC, Uridine, my 500 phosphate, and... Um, I mean, would, would tesofensine help with that? I mean, it's a selective serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine uh, reuptake inhibitor. Um, so so uh, technically, it would work. I would not combine it with dihexa, though. Yeah, look into that. Look into that. I remember I ran it a couple times for appetite suppression, but I felt euphoric as fuck while running that. Dolmatov, all right. Uh, thanks for the answer. Yeah, I would say the same, but the doc put, got me a little bit spooked because he said uh, AST was quite higher than AST, so it could not, so it couldn't be muscle damage. I don't drink alcohol, no orals. Um, usually, ALT is higher than AST because AST seems to be more drug related. Um, so again, take a week off, see what happens. But dude, a, a liver enzymes of a hundred—that's um, <laughs> it's cute. It's nothing I would be acutely worried about unless it's a hundred for months to a year in duration. And then other metabolic markers are fucked as well. And again, you know, it could be related to training, dude. It could be related to training. Because if, if you really have liver injuries from hepatitis, your liver enzymes would be like 500 to 1200. Yeah, that, that's some serious liver injury, right? A hundred on your ALT is uh, training. I'm very, very sure. Hardly recommend the shooter series. Uh, they said they killed it off. Sad to, they killed it off. It had some balls. Awesome spin on the original shooter movie. Shooter. I don't think I watched that either. Shrek. <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, Shrek? Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve. 24-year-old Natty. What? I thought Shrek was way older. Um, 500 IOS HCG three times per week plus 20 milligrams anovar pre-workout six days a week. Not natty. Not planning on lifelong PED use. Is test CT better? No, I mean, you know, so so this doesn't qualify you to be called a natty anymore. So you're punching in your natty cards with the 500 IOS HCG three times per week and 20 milligrams anovar pre-workout six days a week. Um, but I'm not against it. I'm not against it, right? At least your sustained testicular function, at least your testosterone and estradiol levels are sustained. At least you're not doing a dirty fucking anivore only cycle, even though I gave you guys scientific evidence to support it, uh, even though I'm not for it, right? So um, you would still need to do a PCT on this protocol if you want to come off, uh, which I do recommend you to come off a couple times before you start uh, going on the TRT train like all the old, uh, the old farts. Uh, because at 26 year, 24 years old, or maybe you're 25 at that time that you come off, your HPTA should bounce back. My my HPTA bounced back beautifully when I was 26 years old and I came off for a year. So maybe try this first. 
uh, you know, do this for six weeks, 12 weeks, then uh, take the HCG uh, out, add in the testosterone, see how you feel on testosterone solo, then add in the HCG back in to sustain testicular function, because if you like testosterone, you're going to be on testosterone for a while, cycle the anivar in and out, and then look into growth hormone and other stuff, and then start mutating, you know? It's, um, yeah, but you're not natty anymore, man. You punched in that card, hopefully you don't look like Shrek, because uh, that's way too high body fat for, uh, you know, to start juicing. Sofa King, a, leg a Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, greatest game of all time. Yes, very, very true. Very, very true. Pulling out the sword uh, figuratively and then growing up. Yeah. Yeah, manly tears. You don't find that in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. That's just fucking uh, Minecraft. All right, Vigor Steve for president 2024, but which, which country though? Which country, though? Well, it's election year. I hope you guys uh, pick a little bit better this time. Yeah, do, the, do, do the Kennedy. Maybe you can be pro TRT. The year is... Well, it doesn't have to be 2035, dude. Uh, the year is 2035, and the coach is a crypto millionaire. What does he do? Well, so a million is not enough. One million is not enough. You can't retire with that. You can invest, but, you know, based on, on uh, assets, you know, and how slow they roll and how, you know, sometimes the markets pull back, even with a million dollars to invest, it's not enough to live off, you know, the assets. So you still have to work. Um, now, if you have 20 million, it could be, you know, for investment purposes, it could be a little bit better. But 50, 50 million is, is, the, is the cutoff where you can say, fuck you. So um, until I have 50 million, I'm just going to keep working. Uh, it will be at lower capacity by the time I have kids. But, you know, my, my exit number is 50 million, which I'm not at yet. And then, um, I know, let's see. Let's see, maybe I wipe myself from the internet. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I really don't know. It might take a while before I'm there. Um, so I'll have to decide. But 50 million is my exit. And um, then I'm just, I know. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know. I'm going to just be full-time daddy. Not play daddy for, for the vigorous crew. Adopt me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, okay, thanks. Appreciate it a lot. Going to make some food now. Watch some Netflix. Have a good stream. Don't forget to like on your way out. Ines, another arm blessing, arm blesser here, Steve. Oh, guy. Okay, what's going on? So, uh, 70, 80 milligrams testosterone, daily injections, 5 milligrams of Anivar. Uh, bro's doing the super low dose cycle. I don't tolerate tests very well, so I'm adding in 40 to 50 milligrams of Nandrolone. Is there anything else I could add for strength? Uh, well, 40 to 50 milligrams of Nandrolone is not that much of a difference, but feel free to start there and then slowly build your dosages up. I'm not against that. Uh, add for strength... I mean, you could increase the Anivar. You can add in the Halotestin before a contest, before a match. I mean, that will make you strong as shit. So the super draw. Um, but Halo Halotestin will make you more aggressive. And when you're, you know, eye to eye with your arms here, then, of course, you will uh, look your, um, you know, arm wrestling um, opponent dead in the eye and probably think about murdering him, which is the exact mindset that you need to beat competitions. So um, I would keep it here. 
All right, maybe increase the antivore dose uh, depending on your nandrolone intolerance, and then uh, consider halotestin at the end before meat, and then try to op optimize uh, your central nervous system with either stimulants or alpha-GPC right, for calling, which is good for the central nervous system. All right, did we get through all the super chats? Let me see if I missed anything. Uh, 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 not so many people this week. 160. Last week we had 100 or 220. It's probably because the other 100 people that are usually here are celebrating Chinese New Year. Duh. Lighting fireworks, you know? Slamming all those hotties in the, in the beautiful Chinese New Year dresses. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I saw a lot of the pictures come by on Instagram today, and uh, I might have allegedly bought one of those outfits for my wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ty Bide Millionaire movie about... <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> For the guys who don't know, uh, to become a Thai bot billionaire, um, oh, billionaire, not millionaire. To become a Thai bot billionaire, let's see, one divided by 35 and a half. Oh, fuck, you need 20, 28. Oh, fuck. Well. You made me realize something that I'm not far off. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Maybe that movie will come in two years. Maybe that movie will come in two years. Uh, a biopic. Jesus. Dumb, man. I've got enough exposure. Uh, Jonathan uh, Joestar. Mudada. Uh, Ahoy, Steve. Here's one most people would probably be ashamed to ask. Oh, here we go. Have you ever had an issue with hemorrhoids on a cycle blasting cruise? And curious if it's predisposition to fluctuating hormone levels. Uh, no, I've never had hemorrhoids, but did I? No, I don't think so. Maybe once or twice. Maybe once or twice, but not to the point that they're bulging and you need to apply a preparation H or other hemorrhoid cream. Um, but yeah, it could be from increased blood pressure. It could be from increased, um, you know, squats, deadlifts, leg presses, or anything else where you have to wear a belt and you're kind of, you know, pressing against the belt and you're so full with food that you're literally pressing your asshole, well, your fucking butthole out and you're causing uh, a hemorrhoid. Um, and, and if that happens, if your blood pressure is too high and you're doing heavy lifts, then maybe take some time off and use a blood pressure medication and fast for like a couple days to allow those hemorrhoids to heal. Because the problem with hemorrhoids is, um, you know, if you shit a lot, then you're kind of aggravating that area and you're, you know, breaking it up and then you're constantly bleeding and constantly bleeding, constantly bleeding. So I actually know a guy here in Thailand who had hemorrhoids for like three months straight and his hemoglobin was like 12 and his uh, hematocrit was like 36%. Yeah, he left it underdressed stupid i was like dude why you look so fucking pale so yeah well i have these hemorrhoids so i took him to the hospital check his uh you know hematocrit stuff and then i told him to um you know take some fucking epo 
which he did get to the hospital. So, because he was he was fucking anoremic, you know, or not anoremic. Fuck, that's that's with the, uh, that's the wrong term. That's if you don't you don't have your period. Uh, he did have a period, but coming from his asshole. So, <laughs> but it's, how do you call it? anemic? Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, oh my God, it's late. Uh, he was anemic, not anoremic. So um, don't leave it unaddressed. Fix it as soon as possible because you're going to lose a significant amount of blood this way. And no, hemorrhoids is not a valid way as a therapeutic blood donation before anybody asks. Okay, God, I'm sure there will be one guy asking, oh, can I give myself hemorrhoids because I can't uh, do a therapeutic phlebotomy? Ugh. Yeah, um, predisposition, I don't think so. Not fluctuating hormone levels. It's probably uh, training intensity and blood pressure. So look at the dose first. GT. Uh, which fucking temple is that? Oh, that picture is too small for me to recognize. Okay, never mind. Uh, Steve, how are you? I'm good. On 190 milligrams testosterone anethate per week, uh, right now, uh, let's see, total testosterone, 600, no, 966 nanograms per deciliter. Um, okay, and then that's after 500 milligrams test, 150 trend ACE for three months ago. How to fix triglycerides, 109 milligrams per deciliter, HDL27, LDL, ASAP. Uh, daily fast cardio, carnitine, cardarine. Again, I'll release a deep dive somewhat deep dive next week about cardarine. Um, I keep the dose low because the higher dosages uh, might cause cancer. Yeah, the dose is the poison. Um, and eat a little bit better, obviously. Get off the growth hormone secretagogues and use azetamibe, daily fast cardio, berberine, citrus bergamot, and uh, fish oil to get your HDL and LDL more favorable. Yeah. Right, and use the timestamps to come back because um, you wanted to fix it fast, so I gave it to you fast and hard and deep. Iron <laughs> Grid needs to check on his soup. What kind of soup? <laughs> I would probably die inside if I let it overcook, but back in 20 to 30 minutes. That's code for I'm brewing a, a rip mix. Testosterone propionate, tremolone acetate, and masterone propionate. That's his soup, right? Three different <laughs> steroids with esters, and he's blending it. So he can't let it overcook, man, because otherwise that rib mix is not good anymore. Yeah, overboil. Yeah, you're, all, all your steroids are going to evaporate. Oh, no. Antonio, my knee, bicep femoris, and ankle, per, uh, perineal tendon, shift snaps you to 20 years of basketball at a high level. Do you think surgery or can it be healed with peptides and HGH and test? Shifts snaps. Not sure. I'm not sure. I would, I would discuss that with, you know, an uh, orthopedic. Is that the right one? A specialist. Let's just put it that way. Discuss it with a specialist. Do an MRI. See how the tendons and connective tissue and the cartilage and how that all looks. Um, because if it's a cartilage issue, you might need PRP or stem cells 
or something else or right hyaluronic acid injections. And if it's tendon related, you might be able to get away with the BPC-157, TB500 growth hormone and maybe, excuse me, maybe Anavar. So diagnose it first and then look for potential treatments. Um, and you might require surgery, but I don't know what the severity of the injury is. And if it's 20 years of wear and tear from a basketball at high level, um, then it's probably a lot of wear and tear. And it, it might require surgery or some sort of stem cells um, or, or PRP, right? There's multiple different treatments, but it highly depends on the injury and how you need to, or how bad it is and how you need to resolve that. Um, but in, in most cases, after surgery and after treatments, a BPC-157 and TB-500 and growth hormone and Anvar and collagen supplements should offer um, some increased um, uh, healing of the surgery or the injury um, afterwards. Yeah. Natalia, oh, we have to pay you for to answer questions. Kind of gay, but okay. No, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, paying members and a lot of super chats, and I just answer them back to back. And since they are back to back, I barely get to answer other uh, questions. I, I just happen to see this one because there's one super chat here, one super chat there, and one super chat here. So don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, Malfredo, or Malfredo, here it is. Had libido issues, saw your HCG uh, therapy video, labs prior total testosterone 733. Oh, that's pretty high. Uh, free testosterone 27 micrograms per milliliter, SCBG 62, started 500 IOs three times a week, and bang, libido is back. Thank you. No more Cialis. What's next for me? Uh, keep running that and then pull the plug, you fucking pussy, and get on the TRT train. <laughs> but, but clearly you don't need it. Clearly, you don't need it. Your total testosterone is 733 nanograms per deciliter. So, um, I don't know. Start the HCG three times a week. If you like it, your libido is back and you get increased uh, testosterone levels. Run this protocol for a while to check where your testosterone levels ended up and what happened to your estradiol and SHBG. And then decide for yourself what the next step is, right? Maybe HCG monotherapy is good for you. Maybe HCG monotherapy and Cialis is better for you. Plus some max, plus oxytocin. And then... Um, well, I hope you're young and I hope you have the disposable income to take care with all the uh, the OnlyFan and the Tinder swipes because, uh, you know, yeah, it's too much libido for one single girlfriend, I will tell you that. Um, but it's up to you, man. It's up to you. I don't think you need TRT medically because your testosterone levels were that high. But if you want to experiment with testosterone and call it a cycle with ACG to sustain testicular function and add in some Anivar or something else, be my guest, man. Welcome to the club. Let's see. Vivi, can't wait for the movie premiere uh, on Central World. <laughs> There's clearly some people here living in Thailand. <laughs> Vivi, I know you. Are, you. are you hanging out at my gym? Central World Plaza is the biggest shopping mall where the famous Cheesecake Factory is. So you see, Natalia, it's a super three super chats. And guess what? Here's a member, Octavian. Isn't Snap a German drink? Yes, it is. And another question from a member, Octavian. Are you going to let the dragon out? <laughs> Who says I didn't do that already, right? My wife's already went to bed, and I'm not going to send her off to bed unhappy. And another super chat, Natalia. Uh, paparazzo, hey, uh, best coach out there. How long would you recommend to use Bamer Primo when it has expired? Would be heartbroken to throw it away. No, you don't have to throw it away. You can send it to me. 
<laughs> no, but I, it's still good, man. If you keep it in your stair drawer and it's the same temperature and it's dark and it's quiet and um, there's no, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, obnoxious music playing or the mu the news is not playing, right? CNN, don't play CNN or Fox News to your uh, stereo drawer, right? That will make sh surely everything will expire. It will be a death sentence for all your performance enhancing drugs. So if it's quiet, it's dark and stable temperature and you kept it in there and it's expired six years, inject 0.1 milliliter sub Q, you probably get no adverse reactions. And then you uh, accidentally proceed to the full ampule every single day for, um, well, the Bayer test of iron, Bayer removable amps are overfilled. So you get 125 milligrams times seven, 875 milligrams primobolin per week. And if you got those on a discount before all the sources fucked us with the $16, $18, $26, $35 bolin, uh, if you got it for a much better deal back then, do not ever fucking throw that away. Just use it. Just fucking use it. So, yeah, well, I watched all your videos, and even though I'm not paying, I still support you and show you my love, baby. And, and show some love, baby. Oh, okay. All right, Natalia. Uh, I'm just wondering what's the best. I'm married. Uh, I'm just wondering what's the best M stand dosage for bulking. Okay, so you clearly didn't watch the bulking video. Let me link it down for you below. It's also free. Well, I mentioned it doesn't really matter what you run in the off season um you can just <laughs> you can fucking run anything if your caloric intake is high so mstan i'm not really familiar with um honestly I'm, i don't know i never recommended that to my clients so i'm gonna google it for you since you didn't pay uh mstan methyl stenbolone standard dose is between 15 to 25 milligrams daily i got that from reddit so take it with a grain of salt um is that a pro hormone Bulking. Yeah, I fucking don't know it. Ask Reddit. You know, in this place, in this in this area, which you should have known because, uh, right, you support me and you uh, sh uh, you love all the videos. Then you also know that I'm not really for uh, compounds like uh, methyl sten or M sten or uh, methyl stenbolone or pro hormones in general. I like real steroids. I like real steroids. So use some fucking Anavar instead. And if you can't run Anavar because you can't find it then uh, you clearly didn't pay attention to this YouTube channel. Uh, Iron Grid, rib mix cooking. Yes, it's a beef and black bean soup, but the meat is almost done. I'm uh, back. You bitches best behave. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some are not behaving. Uh, I think my roommates would kill me if I start brewing PEDs purely due to the awful smelly brewing they, uh, it makes. There's a reason most labs stink of cat piss and raw smell. I've never, I don't know what it smells like, honestly. But yeah, with all the, with all the benzo benzoate and benzo alcohol uh, floating around, um, it probably doesn't smell nice. Mm. Well, I can't smell as bad as a meth lab, right? All right. Now we have time to answer some member questions or non-member questions because we've gone through all the super chats. Uh, how much do you love coach? How much do you love the coach, Natalia? I think, uh, I think she's gone. Uh, 
think she retired. And should women even use uh, uh, methyl stembalone? Probably not. <laughs> then again, you know, female names on the internet, it's probably not a female. Um, I'm in a position where the entrepreneur stack would benefit me. Great. However, I'm only 20, but I need I meet the other requirements you listed for starting steroids. Okay, so you're young, uh, don't do it yet, because I don't think your HPTA is that uh, downregulated unless you've already done uh, blood work. <laughs> I'll answer that soon, Octavian. Um, unless you've already done blood work, but like the entrepreneur stack does not um, solely rely on you being on TRT. You can still look into cerebralisin or Cimax, Nupept, Dihexa, all of the ways to optimize your neurotransmitters with all the over-the-counter supplements and practices that I mentioned, right? And then testosterone will be a cherry on top, but I think 21 or 20 years old is, is just too young. It's too young, right? I mean, mentally you're still developing, uh, your testosterone levels are still probably fine, but you know, if you're androgen deficient and you've tried everything to increase your testosterone levels with uh, things you consider before you start TRT, again, that's already linked down below, um, then yeah, do it under medical supervision. You know, because... It might be more than you think, uh, you know, you're getting your hands on. But like last week, somebody contacted me. He was on the uh, the long-acting growth hormone, right? And there was actually a kid who got it prescribed. So he was on the long-acting growth hormone for height velocity. So we had a couple conversations online. And, uh, you know, he explained what he was doing. Of course, I can't make any recommendations in that context because he's a minor. Um, but his uh, research cap capability was fucking stellar really fucking good I'll, gi I'll give him that he was very in tune and on point with he what he was doing so um i gave him my uh, encouragement to keep researching but obviously i can't make any recommendations because um well unfortunately he's a minor but he was on the right track <laughs> i'll tell you that so if you're 20 years old and you're on the right track and you've done a lot of research and you're um you know you're you're an entrepreneur and you're early uh, when it comes to making money and you need a little bit of a boost and you need testosterone medically or you simply want to give it a try either do it under guidance or or do the best research that you can so you make the best informed decision going forward right because there are people out there who go on trt at 18 years old because they need it or they uh, bite the bullet a little bit too soon but they don't regret it even when they're 30 years old so but it's entirely up to you i would say it's too early um but it, you know, inevitably it's up to you. Octavian, did Chase's place smell? Uh, no, so I only saw his home gym and that place smelled like fucking um, success. Yeah, that place smelled like fucking epicness and manliness and success. So, um, no, his home gym was uh, very, very clean and uh, nice smelling. Fuck, did you guys watch that video of Chase Irons about uh, having a blood clot? And then I had to sit through eight minutes of him slowly going through the story and then telling that he uh, didn't really have a blood clot, but uh, something else. So I, I sent him a message, you motherfucker, the suspense was killing me. <laughs> fuck, man. I thought he, I thought he was going to have a problem. You know, I thought, like, no, fuck, man. I don't, don't take Chase. Chase is one of the good guys, you know, but it, it turned out to be nothing serious. I guess he needed eight minutes to, uh, you know, put ads every minute so you can get some AdSense out of the story. <laughs> if my UGO gave me Dianabol instead of Oxandrolone, uh, should I just trash their gear in general? Uh, yeah, and write a review on the source boards that they suck, you know? 
but you know, at least pass it through Janusik and do some testing, which costs money, obviously, and takes some time to get back um, before you start slandering a uh, underground lab. I mean, maybe you don't have the experience, but if your estradiol levels went up and you ran Xandrolone, you have the blood work to show for it, then yeah, um, this is why I always advise against underground labs. At this point, I would rather buy the raws and make that shit myself. You know? Vivi, just a bit of Bangkok. Uh, we'll say hi if we ever cross. All right. You know that Ian uh, Volier is here, and I sent him a message and uh, never replied. So he is doing his Bangkok experience without my guidance. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. But I let Ben Chow know that I'm here and that he could always tell Ian uh, that I'm here also. And if he needs any advice, then I will be happy to help. Oscar Sapp, I imagine Chase's house smelling like growth hormone, however that smells. It smells like a hospital. Actually, he gave me some of his GH. It did not smell like hospital like genotropin does. Uh, Chase has a way to tell stories. Yeah, man, the guy's so chill. Unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Uh, reason why I smell, say smell bad because of the mesoform. Looked into the Chinese raws for cheaper GW, but found most raws smell like shit. So yeah, unless you have a lab, um, don't do it in shared living spaces. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's always a liability, so don't do that. Uh, Christian Arden, what's the max milliliter CCs that you can pin gear sub Q without uh, causing welt or discomfort? I would say one milliliter if it's pharmaceutical grade. I've done one milliliter carnitine. I've done one milliliter Bayer, Tesaviron, and Primobolin mixed with Nandrolone. All went well. Um, but some people can only tolerate half a CC. So I can tolerate one CC per side. So I could do a seven milliliter um, steroid cycle sub Q per week. Uh, because, you know, I always make sure that my pharmaceuticals or my steroids are pharmaceutical grade, or at least of the highest uh, quality I can get through a home brewer, um, you know, that I know personally. So, and otherwise I wouldn't use it. <laughs> Steve, do you want to try this test? No, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. I don't want to try it. So uh, make sure you source high quality, and then I, I think you can get away with one cc per shot. Um, but if you have MCT oil and it causes a little bit of discomfort, maybe half a CC, right? It's it's up to your tolerance. Uh, a G, red blood cell at 5.8, hematocrit 40, no, let's say 50%, hemoglobin 17, what to do, uh, test EQ ratio 1 to 1, and add in low dose MPP, which you recommend I donate, or would I be okay? Now, I think this is still okay, even though it's somewhat high and it might go higher in the future. Just next time you're going for blood work, make sure you drink at least one and a half liters of water uh, so you are hydrated um, because we didn't uh, see in your message if you're hydrated or not, but feel free to mention that a little bit later, uh, even though I might not get to it because there's so many super chats today. Um, so that means that uh, I, I think you can go a hematocrit, well, your raw blood cell should not go over six, uh, hematocrit can go up to 54 and hemoglobin, let's say 17 and a half. So you have a little bit of wiggle room to play with. Just next time go in, uh, you know, with proper hydration 
and uh, add in a low dose NPP. Keep the testosterone EQ dose the same to see how you would respond to an additional dose of NPP, even though low dose NPP is not that uh, erythropoietic since you're increasing your androgen burden, um, erythropoiesis might still go up. So um, I, I don't think you need to donate this point. Just next, maybe in a month or two, you do blood work again, check where your hemoglobin, et cetera, is at, at um, you know, hematocrit and red blood cell count when you're properly hydrated and then see if you need to donate or not. Uh, Omer Kuvart, does finasteride help while low dose remobolin or mastodone is 200, 300 milligrams or, uh, or is it completely pointless? Can you give some blast suggestions who is worried about hair thinning? So uh, 5-alpha reductase inhibitors like finasteride or dutasteride will not prevent any of the hair loss effects of uh, primobolin, mastodone, anivar, winstrol, proviron, other DHT derivatives because they're already DHT. So you can't inhibit the conversion to DHT because it's already DHT. Finasteride and dutasteride only work for testosterone. So if you're worried about hair thinning and you want to blast some gear, nandrolone only cycles or testosterone with enough finasteride and dutasteride to keep um, DHT levels under control, which high testosterone levels might still cause you to lose hair. So uh, look into the nandrolone only cycle if you're really worried about hair. That That is the only way. It is the only way, right? And, and Ty and Clark mentioned something about uh, testosterone the cannabis uh, potentiating no hair loss, but I've uh, we've yet to receive the studies, and um, yeah. So for now, I would say that dandelion is hair safe, and that's it. Or or, right? But not everybody feels comfortable. But everybody's trashing Palumbo now. Uh, first cycle, two hundred primo, four hundred injectable windstroll, zero shutdown, great results. And this guy's lost it, dude. He's so out of touch. I thought, I thought, you know, like a couple of years ago, or maybe ten years ago, I thought the guy was smart. I mean, a lot. I learned a lot from him about the ketogenic diet and some early steroid advice. But a lot of these guys, like Dave Palomba, they don't really do additional research. So whatever they talk about now, that might have been valid like twenty years ago, but not anymore. So I would, I would advise you to get your information somewhere else, because these guys are just fucking behind, you know. Really fucking behind with the knowledge. You know, so it, like if you're an old rambling man and you will get um, entertainment out of the podcast that they have over at RX Muscle, feel free to watch it. But I would not waste my time. I mean, that, that PCT protocol and that fertility protocol of his, that's fucking horseshit. <laughs> fucking horseshit. Palumboism is not named after him for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least he has some sort of uh, terminology named. All right, let's scroll up a little bit and answer some cool questions. <laughs> yeah, I watched Chase on 1.25 speed and Steve on 0.75 speed. I started talking really, really fast the last year, and it's probably because I do so many live streams and so many consultations and so many videos. But I just keep talking faster and faster and faster. And and it's actually, I'm struggling with it sometimes because I talk so fast during uh, some of the videos that um, that I stumble over my words, especially uh, this cardrine video, where I had to say the peroxisome proliferator activated receptor uh, delta like 100 times. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. 
And it doesn't matter how much theanine I take, man. Don't talk any any smarter. And every then people say that I'm a stimulant. I haven't touched any stimulants for fuck. I've been off modafinil for a year. I, I don't have access to Adderall, and it's fucking illegal here, so I don't want to take it. I don't like Ritalin. I don't like any of the other nootropics. I don't like Dihexa. I don't like um, you know. I have some tesofensine, but I mean, you build up tolerance to that pretty pretty fast, also. And I don't want to take it because there's no clear fertility data. So whatever I'm doing now, the nicotinamide mononucleotides and the NAD plus administrations, um, it's just giving me energy for days. And then, that, thus I'm talking so fast. And maybe it's a respawn, you know, gorilla mind respawn. Maybe that's it. Maybe we should stop taking that shit. I don't know, but it's, it, it works so well. <laughs> works so well, bro. Uh, all right, let's see some new comments. I don't, I drank 36 ounces. What the fuck is ounces? Ounce to liters. One liter. Okay, well, that should have been sufficient. Okay, so you were probably sufficiently hydrated. Next time, drink um, 50 ounces. And then check your uh, hematica and stuff again. My name. Say my name, bitch. Um, I've been getting most of my info from your channel. I'm having great results. Good. Good. Hit that fucking like button. Hit it again. No, no, I just hit it once because otherwise you unlike yeah, just hit it once, but when you hit it, you have to really hit it with passion. Like you actually, you have to like, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to hit it like, uh, like Spider-Man. Oh, you guys know what I mean. Uh, does taking full uh antagonize partial estrogenic activity of serums? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I always see this on blood work. If you take a fulvastrant therapy, then it might interfere with your blood work results, but I never really looked into it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Vivi, how long did it take you to become fluent in Thai? Maruna. Put Thai, my dealer. Jiji. Put pas Thai, yak mang. I, I, I don't speak Thai fluent. I, I used to speak it a lot better, but now that I don't coach Thai bodybuilders anymore, I feel that I'm losing my Thai fluency. So the only thing that I really do is order food and give directions to the taxi driver. Um, and that's about it, right? I talk English with my wife. Her English is infinitely times better than my Thai. Um, she helps me with translations. And since I kind of priced myself out of the market here in Thailand, I don't do anything locally anymore besides a couple of my very uh, high-level entrepreneur friends um, that I might do consultations with or other business practices, um, which all speak English. And all the uh, the high up Thai people that I associate with all studied abroad, so to speak, perfect English. So for me, there's there's no incentive to learn Thai. And I, I know some people told me, yeah, Thailand will really open up if you learn Thai. But I don't know, I, I think I'm doing pretty well without learning Thai and without fully integrating, you know? Um, and uh, there's a lot of whining and dining involved with Thai relationships, which I simply don't have Thai for, <laughs> really. It's so much. Oh, man. I love Thai people, man. I love you guys, but it's it's too much whining and dining, and I'd rather spend that time with my wife. 
right, or on my business, which is uh, growing uh, significantly faster than doing anything locally. Octavia, Natty or not? Um, oh, come on. Thomas, opinion on Mastron is your second compound in the offseason. Uh, it's a good way to look old and get bald. There, I said it. I, I'm not against being bald, but Mastron is a poor anabolic. I think it's a real poor anabolic. And all those guys running a gram of Mastron or two grams of Mastron in the offseason, I think they can get the same results by adding another 250 milligrams testosterone in and not look like an old oxidized bald trash bag. All these guys that make it those master in the offseason, look at them. Look at their face. Some of them are young, younger than I am, and they look 15 years older. And some of them have membership websites. And some of them say that they practice safer practices while they look like an oxidized ball sack. Just let your estradiol run wild. Okay, dude. Go right fucking ahead. Enjoy your prostate enlargement. Real men run fucking primo. Real men run fucking test. Stop reinventing the wheels. Stop listening to failed electricians and failed uh, container home construction guys that have no background, zero background in anything medical, have zero background in any kind of high level of education, and, um, well, zero things to show for it because they look better as a natural. So yeah, uh, if you want to run uh, something in the off-season, Boldenone or Primo. Those are much better anabolics than Masterone. Masterone is a cosmetic enhancing drug that you should only use during a cutting phase. Yeah. I'm going to tell Chase what you think about his Masterone. I mean, he was on three and a half grams of test and one and a half grams of Masterone. That's a much better ratio than what these guys are doing, 500 tests and two grams of Masterone when they look like they're on 750 tests. You know, but looking like an oxidized ball sack in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? Fuck, man. This industry, you, and the people in it. <laughs> ah, fuck me, dude. It's hilarious. All right. Jay Joff, look at those arms. Fuck here. You see this? You see that? That's no steroids. Jay Joff, get out of the way. Ask these master on mega dosers to show their arms here, like this. Look at that detail. Ask them. Show me your arm. If it's not covered in pimples or disgusting hair or like all these weird things that shouldn't be you know present in the skin it's not a it's not a pleasing look dude it's it's an ugly look it's a disgusting look right i mean there's a reason why people like the way i look even when i'm on cycle people come up to me steve you have such nice skin steve you look so youthful steve you're so energetic steve you're so happy steve your shape is nice right it's it because they don't make those master on like a fucking retard How's that for a rant? All right, Jay Joff. My bad. Uh, hey, Steve, I just wanted to let you know that my bulk period is going really well. Feeling awesome and my labs are good. Mostly thanks to your channel. The dose is just 600 milligrams 
uh, test and 300 milligrams Primo, but fucking, um, is that a, is it the, what kind of emoji is that? I can't see what the emoji is, but I'm assuming it's well. So here, a guy, anecdotal experience or anecdotal reports, 900 milligrams of steroids, bulk is going really well, feeling awesome, labs are good. And he gets the information for free on this YouTube channel, but he decided to donate to $10. That is a fucking success story. Right? I give you the information for free. You make the, uh, you know, the adjustments, you roll with it, and then you come back with good results. Oxidized ball sack. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about, man. These guys look fucking horrendous. Explosion. <laughs> Good thing is about, you know, when you do these live streams and the, you, you post it online, it's online forever, right? And then sometimes you wonder, like, did I say something stupid? <laughs> Should I remove that live stream? <laughs> just let it, just leave it up. You can't please everybody. But as long as you guys are laughing and having a good time, then I'm having a good time. Uh, let's see. Best place to learn how to homebrew. Well, you have to ask Chase Irons, who is labeled as the homebrew king. I think I called him the homebrew king, but he is the homebrew king because he's helped thousands of people in their homebrew journey. So um, I would always defer to Chase Irons. Um, sign up for his membership site. I think it's 50 bucks per month. Then you have access to his uh, Discord group. And then um, you talk about, uh, you know, how to make soup and stuff. Um, Iron Grid is also a VIP member there. He has all the recipes. And then you can talk about how to make soup. Is enclomiphene completely anti-estrogenic due to the absence of zuclomiphene? So, I mean, it doesn't prevent the aromatization of testosterone into estradiol. So estradiol levels will still go up, might actually be higher because you're simply blocking the estrogen alpha and beta receptors. Um, so in that sense, it's anti-estrogenic because it's blocking the estrogen uh, alpha and beta receptors. Um, and it is said that the terrible side effects of clomid are actually stemming from the zuclomiphene stereoisomer and not enclomiphene. Um, but I can't say that all of the negative side effects associated with zuclomiphene have been uh, disproven in enclomiphene studies. So, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, again, and there's like 90 studies on enclomiphene, and I'm not for long-term uh, selective estrogen receptor modulator use unless it's in the context of a PCT, and most PCTs finish in um, four to six weeks. <clears throat> Is measuring DHT while on HCG monotherapy a good way to predict amount of hair loss with equivalent level of dht when i switch to dht trt jesus he's measuring dht while entity money i'm gonna predict the hair loss well the you produce a good amount of dht directly in the testicles but you'll still get most of the dht production through the three isoforms of the five alpha reductase enzymes which are mostly found in the scalp and in the skin um with the testosterone you can either produce in the testicles with HG monotherapy or uh, exogenously administer. So some people report that they get more hair loss on HG monotherapy compared to TRT. 
because you're producing DHT directly in the testicles and some of this testosterone is converting into DHT in the skin and other tissues. Whereas with exogenous TRT, only the testosterone is converting into the um, into DHT in the peripheral tissue. So you might get less if the, so let's say, you know, whatever HCG monotherapy gives you a thousand nanograms per deciliter on your total testosterone and whatever dose of TRT gives you a, total, a, a thousand total testosterone level, um, you might have more DHT on HCG compared to TRT. I hope it makes sense. A lot of abbreviations, TRT, DHT, and HCG for fuck's sake. Um, yeah. So check your levels and, and make the switch and see what happens. Plus I think it's better to combine HCG with TRT for, um, you know, all the benefits. So load those HCG, load those TRT and, and maybe salt palmetto and pie gym to control DHT levels. And, and just doing everything you can uh, for, for uh, you know, uh, hair growth, right? Uh, the vitamin A, vitamin C, zinc, magnesium, uh, all the micronutrients, collagen, you know, coming from supplements or, or adequate anim animal meat sources. And they have RU, RU um, you know, a, a random lottery number behind it to block the antigen receptors. And cataconazole and minoxidil shampoo to block the antigen receptors and inhibit 5-alpha-reductase enzyme activity in the scalp directly. I mean, there's so many ways, dude. There are so many ways. Uh, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the Vigorous Crew. Just joined. So, Steve, are you saying people are in love uh, with the shape of you? Um, well, with this shape? <laughs> Some people some people my wife is in love with me and that's all that matters yeah uh let's see weird question but i don't know uh weird question i don't know how much dht yet but i was wondering is there any like pure injectable dht um i, th I think there's uh there's raw dht on some sources and uh, but that doesn't have anatate. I you know when I looked for uh, DHT anatate, I looked far and wide. I asked Chase Irons, I asked some other raw providers, and nobody had it. But raw DHT is available, which you would be able to make into a topical DHT with DMSO cream, which I have no idea how to brew that. Or um, you could take it sublingually, which is very easy, right? For uh, fertility and libido, well, not fertility, for libido enhancing purposes, which I mentioned in the libido videos. And then I'm sure you can make some sort of DHT suspension, which of course would be very, very painful, just like Winstrol suspension, Trembolone suspension, or testosterone suspension. But the powders are available. And if you know how to brew that in, uh, you know, some sort of suspension, then, you know, go ahead. And otherwise, um, you know, go with Andrectim cream. Like an injectable Andrectim or something. Yeah, so, but you have to make that yourself. Uh, IOWT, 12 hours job, training, girlfriend, risk is not an option. Will TRT help me at this phase? Oh, low T. Okay. Okay. So I think the Adderall is, uh, <laughs> is getting to your typing ab abilities. Uh, I, I have also a lot of done a lot of psych. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't interpret this. Um, uh, get some sleep and then ask me on the next vigorous Q and a, when you uh, are better at typing again. Izzy Brown, Steve, you'll be a good father, family first. Yeah, I hope so. 
I hope so. Well, we have another round of um, ovulation this week. And otherwise, uh, it's going to be intrauterine insemination, two rounds. Because I'm... Uh, I've never been this fucking impatient in my life. I'll tell you that. Fuck me, dude. I could wait four years in between Bitcoin cycles like nothing. Right? Which we're now uh, one year out for fucking gains. And I don't mind being off TRT, but I've... Man, this period has been the slowest period of my fucking life. Trying to get my wife pregnant, and then, you know, two weeks later, oh, I got my period. I'm like, fuck. 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 You know, and then uh, two weeks later, you try again, and then two weeks later, period comes again. Fuck. You know? Anyway, it will come, but might have to throw some money at it. But intrauterine insemination two rounds first. And otherwise IVF. Right? We just have to go through the process. Uh, how long should you allow HCL to go? How low should you allow your HCL to go? Um, 40. 40 is, is still considered healthy, but below that, I would not say it's sustainable. So that's why I would rather have you do cycles consisting of testosterone and, and you know, moderate anabolics that don't have such a negative effect on HDL. Um, and then if you do uh, end up at 8% body fat and you need to throw the kitchen sink at it for another six to eight weeks, then at least your HDL is only fucked for six to eight weeks, not for 16 weeks while you're dieting. Right? Then during the off season, your dosages aren't that high and your food intake is higher and your fat intake is higher and the burden of androgens is significantly lower and thus your HDL should usually look better. So if you have bad levels of HDL during your off season, uh, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it fucking wrong. Yeah. Masterone versus premium prior to show. Yeah. Well, somebody didn't pay attention 10 minutes ago. Why are Oreos better than statins? Yeah, wasn't there some sort of study where he got shot at Oreos? At some, so this is why the scientific evidence, you know, I try to be evidence-based, guys, but sometimes, oh my God, dude. Like scientists, science is like science is like um, uh, sexuality. It's open for open for interpretation nowadays. <laughs> it's <laughs> you really don't fucking know. Um, and and the rules in Thailand, right? <laughs> those are open for interpretation also. <laughs> so, and sometimes like evidence. Sometimes you read through it and you're like, Jesus Christ, it's. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. And and sometimes you see publications on PubMed that are not retracted. They're just fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so you aren't saying there are only two genders? Um, well, DNA-wise, you have X and Y chromosomes, and that kind of tells it, right? But the, the, the X and Y chromosomes are also open for interpretation. <laughs> Listen, man, if you want to be a lady boy or you want to be a, a tomboy or anything in between or thereof, it's fine. Just do it from afar. And I'm not, I've had a lot of interactions with lady boys. Totally fine. I've had a lot of interactions with tomboys or straight up, you know, flaming homosexuals, faggots, right, that identify and act very feminine. I, don't, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> Just don't be, don't try to force it down my throat, you know? Don't, don't, if I'm somewhere 
and I'm solo with my friends and you come to harass me like I'm a potential target, fuck no, man. Get the fuck away from me. But if you ever want a, a good time and laugh and make a couple jokes, I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for it. I really don't care. I really don't care. I had plenty of uh, fun nights mm, strolling through the go-go bars and then you end up in uh this is in thailand uh, strolling through the gogo bar areas nana plaza or soy cowboy and then you st happen to stumble in a ladyboy bar you end up there and you sit there for 30 minutes and you have a good time you know but but it's you know you don't take anybody out obviously and you don't touch uh, either but you ask some questions like hey what kind of hormones do you use do you use estrogen do you you know use the the, the titty cream or do you well how does the how does the, the penis cutting work, right? And do you need to use some sort of dildo to kind of, you know, open up the area? A very interesting conversations of a modification. And, uh, you know, once you show a little bit of experience, those girls are willing to, well, or guys, depending on how you look at it, are willing to open up about it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is why I say everything is open for interpretation, including the scientific evidence. Yeah, cancellations incoming. Dude, let me link uh, the Ladyboy video down below. Now let's cancel me harder. Ladyboys and bodybuilders, same, same. Man, I got so much shit for this video. Maybe it's time to post this one again. You know, guys, life is one big joke. You can't take it too serious. Otherwise, you're going to have a miserable time. 306 comments. Ladyboy protocol. I thought about interviewing one of the ladyboys and asked them uh, what, what their protocols are, but I couldn't really find any uh, to really open up about it. Like, I'm all for body modification and enhancement. And, of course, ladyboy protocols at the highest level are uh, <laughs> very high levels of enhancement. But I could never find a ladyboy that was willing to talk about estrogen therapy or progesterone or, the uh, you know, the injections or the titty creams or, or you know, how the, the surgery works. It's it's like one of those subcultures and, and the ones that are really good at it. Um, they don't want to talk about it because they, um, you know, they all the treatments, they kind of, you know, it's like it never happened because they're not women, right? So they don't want to divulge all the secrets. And there are a few YouTube channels out there uh, for ladyboys, but um, they're in Thai. Yeah. All right, where were we? Let's get back to uh, bodybuilding stuff. <laughs> uh Steve, how do you control your estradiol with the HCG regimen? Um, well, my estrogen levels are just fine. 40 picograms per milliliter or 45. So that's slightly higher based on the reference range compared to testosterone. But testosterone is about 820 nanograms per deciliter on the latest test, which is like a four fifths of the masculine reference range up to 1100 nanograms per deciliter. But estradiol is 44, 45 picograms per milliliter, which is the top of the masculine reference range. All right. So um i'm not doing anything i'm taking zinc uh, to help control serum estrogen levels my body fat levels are low as you can clearly see right i have a little bit of fat in the waist but you know i have a full six pack and a couple lines in my glutes and 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 my lower back is it's like this thick so you know i'm maybe 12 percent body fat something like that probably 15 you know if you ask Greg duchette or if i do a dexa scan looks like a 12 but smells like 15. <laughs> It's something like that. And I eat reasonably healthy, right? I stay away from phytoestrogens or soy products or all that kind of shit. So I, I don't need to control my estradiol levels. 
I don't need it. And it seems that aromatized enzyme activity, uh, if you're older and leaner, is somewhat lower compared to when you're younger. But if you're older and fatter, uh, which is a way for the body to kind of reach homeostasis regarding estrogen levels as testosterone levels decline, as a result of that, metabolic rate goes down, fat, uh, body fat increases, thus aromatized enzyme activity increases, thus testosterone levels come down even uh, lower for estradiol to stay normal because you need estradiol for all its beneficial effects. Um, so disproportionately, testosterone goes down, body fat goes up for estrogen to stay stable. Uh, but I'm lean, so it doesn't happen. Yeah, staying lean, man, so you can see your dick. All right. Fuck, man, you see something, you see 40-year-old people my age, and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck did you do to yourself? Bro, <laughs> what the fuck? I, don't, I really don't understand how, how general population let themselves go, man. Trend interactions uh, regarding what? IGF-1, uh, glucocorticoid receptor inhibition. I mean, there's many interactions. Clomiphene uh, or tamoxifen or both for PCT. I mean, there's multiple ways to do it, but clomiphene and tamoxifen is just tried and proven. I mean, you can do clomid and an aromatized inhibitor or tamoxifen solo. Um, but from all the PCTs that I've recommended and guided people through, um, even guided people through in clomiphene uh, PCT or clomid with arimidex uh, or aromacin or tamoxifen solo, but it seems that clomid plus tamoxifen just has the best outcome regarding the increase in LH and FSH levels, the controlling of serum estradiol levels because tamoxifen is a metabolite, nor endoxifen that also acts as an aromatized inhibitor and is quite potent, so serum estradiol levels will be reduced. And um, and even though liver enzymes go up and IGF-1 levels go down and you might have some ocular changes, you know, th those effects go away quite fast after you discontinue the clomid and the tamoxifen. And then, uh, you know, a sustained HPTA uh, stays there, right? And sometimes it's not successful because a lot of guys just stop their testosterone and then do two weeks HCG and then start the serms, when in reality you need to stop all exogenous hormones that are not testosterone, use testosterone for the time that all of these exogenous hormones are metabolizing from the body because they have a very long-lasting suppressive effect on the HPTA. You stay on TRT plus HCG, then you take the testosterone out, you wait four weeks, you continue with the HCG, and then you maybe stop the HCG for two weeks or continue from HCG to serum therapy from one day to the next, depending on your preference, right? So, yeah, I, I would st I still like the clomiphene and uh, tamoxifen protocol. Because enclomiphene is hard to source outside of the United States, right? Then I, I, you know, I can say, yeah, enclomiphene is way superior because it doesn't have the negative effects of zuclomiphene. But if you can't get it, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> you know? I mean, bodybuilders and ladyboys thing, is, uh, that's just horseshoe theory. Both sides are an extreme opposite, closer to each other than they realize. Yeah. Um... It's, it's the same. It's men trying to uh, either go for extreme masculinity, right? And the muscularity is a result of that, or extreme femininity. But the, the starting point is the same. <laughs> you know, it's just an extreme opposite. But, you know, they both use hormones, both use um, injections and, and, and therapies and, and things to enhance their body. It's, it's just, you know, just it starts here and it goes this direction. But... The therapies, if you break it down, it's pretty much the same. 
and I'm sure people will debate that and go crazy because they're homophobic or, or, you know, forever personal reasons. I get it. Right. I get it. But you know, this kinds of extreme body modification, it's just, it's all the same shit, man. Now to use drugs to end up somewhere. Uh, infallible Daystar. What kind of ACG do you prefer? So I really like Merc Ovitrell. It's pure. It doesn't cause any adverse reactions. Um, uh, it's pharmaceutical grade, so we don't have to worry about ACG being so expensive right now due to restrictions in the United States being, uh, you know, causing ACG to be labeled as a biological uh, alongside other peptides. So uh, that just means that. Uh, you know, you have to go with Merck recombinant uh, human chorionic gonadotropin, uh, labeled as Ovitrel, and that is actually quite affordable. <laughs> it's way more affordable than uh, urine purified ATG. So, yeah, that's the one I like. Like the pre made pen. Yeah, so Merck Ovitrel either comes in the glass uh, syringes or in the pre made pens. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the lyophilized HCG is urine purified. Yeah, man, Ovitrel. I mean, it, uh, watch my fertility video if you're new here. What was that video called? I don't fucking remember. But we had a good week last week. Uh, 40, 57, 60, 75, 80,000 views last week. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, here. Watch this fertility video. I'll link it down below. I My semen parameters hover like between 550 million to 400 million per ejaculate after months on um, Merck Ovitrail. Yeah, it's the best shit ever. I mean, Pregno is still uh, effective. I mean, it's it's FDA approved. It works. There's several different brands that carry it. It's just more difficult to find than um, than uh, what is it called, uh, Merck Overtrail, or at least based on the connections that I have. Uh, your friend Bodybuilder in Thailand has links. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't talked to Bodybuilder in Thailand since the pandemic started, but I hope he's doing well. No, since the pandemic is over. I don't even know where the fuck that guy is. Is he, st is he, is he in Thailand? Hmm. All right. All right, guys, keep the questions going. We have 30 minutes left. Mm -hmm. oh, you soon as you talk about genders, people go nuts, no? Oh, my God. Uh, Feast Zool. Now that I'm a weekly viewer, viewer, you will become part of the more popular crew, no longer niche. Although you're already successful. Yeah, it's, it depends on how you look at it, right? I mean, I have 108,000 subscribers and with 4,200 every month, I, I, you know, I'll reach that 125,000 mark pretty, pretty soon. 
um, but it's still small compared to uh, you know bigger million subs or 10 million sub channels. Um, but I'm not really sure if I'm mentally ready for that. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like the way. I mean, I like this community, dude. It's everybody's interested in the same thing, and growing it any faster than this is. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I wouldn't know how to deal with the popularity. I mean, people are showing up at the gym every single day now, which sometimes is a little bit too much because I just want to go there to train. Um, you know, everybody wants. Hey, I'm in Bangkok. You want to go do something, and I have to, always have to turn people down. Um, and I'm sure the bigger this channel gets, the more people want to, uh, you know, do stuff. But, you know, it's it's hard for me because I have work to do and I have a wife and cats to uh, please. So those have priority. Simba is a fat ass now, Steve, by the way, the gray cat. Uh-oh. He's like 300 grams, while Clementine's is almost 200 grams. What? We feed him equal amounts. Little kitty update. 300 grams? What? Are you, you, you mean the food? <laughs> it's not the weight. Cats are kilos. Anyway, if Simba is fat, uh, play with him more and feed him a little bit less. Yeah, sometimes you got to de-chunk your cats because if you don't look at them, they'll eat all the food of the other cat as well. So you think that, yeah, we're giving them the same food, and then uh, Simba's in the bowl of uh, Clementines eating their food, right? So, Fisuzols, a million subs in the next two years guaranteed. And I'll probably get canceled from YouTube before that time. <laughs> teen only cycle. Uh, teen only cycle, police. I know, uh, eat some steak and eggs. Got that cholesterol in to instruct your balls to produce more testosterone. Oh, dietary cholesterol has no effect on serum testosterone levels. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, Steve, uh, when do you recommend two to one? Uh, when do you recommend two to one for omega three to six versus one to one? I'm studying right now, so two to one is better for mental energy, or am I totally off? Now, I like a two to one ratio because of um, it seems that omega sixes have a negative effect on insulin sensitivity and omega nines also, whereas omega threes have a positive effect. So, I always recommend it to my clients an omega three uh, to six ratio and two to one for improved insulin sensitivity alongside other insulin sensitizing aids. And of course, omega three has a boatload of additional benefits, lowering inflammation, improving cardiovascular health, improving lipid parameters, cognition, mental energy, like you mentioned, right? I mean, omega-3s are just bay, right? Just fucking epic. It, it should be part of everybody's diet um, or supplementation protocol. Um, and, and of course, alongside all, along uh, with all the other insulin sensitizers, if you go on a boatload of food, a lot of carbohydrates and insulin to match, um, then you don't lose insulin sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, Steve, I go online to see, will I lose insulin sensitivity? Not if you do it right. Like I mentioned in the insulin ebook, supplementing with a boatload of omega 3s. <laughs> It'll work just well. Yeah, but it's fat. You should combine fat with. Okay, stop listening to Dave Palumbo, bro. Stop it. Just don't do it. Uh, Omar Kuvert, uh, what should be the finasteride dosage when using? So I can't recommend that because I don't know how much you're converting. Do your blood work, check your serum DHT levels, 
start with a low dose and slowly build it up with time until you reach an adequate level of DHT control. It could be 0.25 milligrams finasteride two times per week up until one milligram finasteride per day. I don't know. I don't want to give you a recommendation where you fuck up your libido, which is a very common and terrible side effect of finasteride, uh, which I made a video about. So maybe you should watch that first uh, before considering finasteride. It's called post-finasteride syndrome, which is actually medical or uh, legal jargon. But still, people suffer from it, and watching this video might be able to resolve it if you give it to yourself by megadosing the finasteride. Linked down below. And, um, yeah. So, so I, I would bring your testosterone cypionate down to 200 milligrams. Slowly start ramping up the finasteride. Figure out what the finasteride to testosterone cypionate dose is, and then uh, equally increase your finasteride alongside of your testosterone cypionate to get to 400 milligrams cypionate per week. So that would basically be doubling it from 200 milligrams test sip to 400 milligrams test sip. And thus it makes logical sense that you need to double your finasteride intake. But again, prove that with blood work, because if you crush your DHT levels, your dick and libido will probably not be there. Uh, 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 uh. Dirty deeds for a female on your libido protocol. Is there a way to increase vaginal wetness besides sea buckthorn oil? Uh, foreplay. Foreplay, dude. If you're there, are compounds, of course, that reduce vaginal wetness. Uh, I think steroids do that. And, um, and Accutane does that. Man, what else? I haven't really looked into that because I only have to, uh, you know, sleep with one. And <laughs> my wife, obviously, and she doesn't have issues with that. Um, I know, be, be financially secure, be attractive, take care of your hygiene, smell nice, shave, right? Your face and your nutsack. And, and just uh, uh, present yourself well to the point the vagina is always wet. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't. You just all you do have have to do is whisper, <laughs> and then you slide it in. <laughs> you know, but of course, me and my wife are very well matched. Otherwise, we wouldn't be married together for uh, and, and be together for over ten years. Fuck, man, it's been that long. Jesus Christ, yeah, ten years, dude. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, I, that's that's an afterthought for me. And and with women that I met before my wife, um, that was also not. Not an issue. So I, I, I don't really know. Um, you know, present yourself well, make sure that you're financially secure, get a promotion, do some foreplay, and otherwise there's always KY, right? A uh, lube. Or blowjobs, right? That's also a lube. <laughs> but she has to practice proper oral hygiene uh, before you use the, uh, the saliva as lube, right? Because otherwise you're kind of, you know, making it nasty. Here, fuck, totally forgot about this one. Using your tongue. Why didn't I think about that one? Shit. I feel, I feel stupid now. Yeah. Yeah, you do 69 until she comes. And if, she, if she's not wet by then, then don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I'm not going to display you how to do 69. 
But there is a technique for it where you use both hands, one for each hole. Uh, that's a, that's a guaranteed. Well, you won't be able to breathe for a bit. <laughs> uh, maybe we should stick to steroid questions. <laughs> uh, Tobias Larson, how high should I go with Cialis for blood pressure and erectile dysfunction? When does the side effects outweigh the benefits in long term? I think five milligrams per day. Um, that should be a good starting dose. And 20 milligrams will certainly give you flushing, uh, even though that goes away with time. So I would do five milligrams per day for about a month. Keep track of your blood pressure and see if that helps with erectile dysfunction or erectile quality, right? If it makes you rock hard, then that's the low and effective dose. And if it doesn't work um, and your blood pressure is still a little bit too, excuse me, it's still a little bit too high, um, increase to 10 milligrams per day, right? It has a 36-hour half-life, so keep that in mind. It will slowly but steadily accumulate. So 10 milligrams now... Uh, will result in you feeling like it's 15 milligrams a couple of weeks later or a couple of days later because of the half-life and it's continuing uh, building up effect. Um, so give yourself a month and each dose increment before you need to increase it and keep track of your blood pressure because if 20 milligrams Cialis is the, the dose where you have a rock-hard dick but it also brings your blood pressure down, then you might need to supplement with um, a good amount of sodium to sustain your blood volume. Uh, otherwise, your blood pressure goes down too much, right? So look into that. <laughs> I hope they remember your YouTube cancel mail, yeah. Never know, man. Never know. But hey, if Think Big can get back and, um, and what's his name? Uh, Mark Bell can get back, then I feel confident after removing all uh, dimensions, I feel confident that if I ever get canceled, that I can get back in a week too. Um, because it's the algorithm, the, the AI that cancels you. And then after a human review, they put you right back. Is mobile YouTube borked or something? Can't see the link. You have to go to, down to the description section. So, oh, my phone is not here. So, but if you go to the video and then the someone will see more and then uh, you get the description. Greg, what's up? Learning from Steve and more plus more dates has been crazy on Reddit or any online forum. It's take your 500 tests and shut the fuck up. Have an AI and PCT on hand for sites. Yeah, that, that still permeates. But um, I think I offer you plenty of uh, advice and learning uh, opportunities to make better decisions. And if those people still, you know, preach that shit, just let them, just let them, the, you know, Darwin and evolution, it will sort themselves out, man. I mean, people are going to do what people are going to do. And, and, you know, sometimes I get shit and I see drama in the comment section and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? You figure it out. You fucking figure it out. <laughs> you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to take my advice. You, you can just block me or not watch or don't support me or whatever, but <laughs> It's entirely up to you, right? I think I give people the best recommendations uh, based on my own experience and, and all the coaching experience and all the consultations and all the research that I've done. And, and a lot of people are walking away with a happy experience, uh, but some people just uh, think it's not enough and they need to take a grammar test. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I really don't care at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right, where are we? 
So many repetitive questions. Uh, I'm pretty sure mobile YouTube is why there's less likes. Got to ex exit live chat to like. You know what's funny? I stopped asking for likes and comments and that kind of stuff at the latest videos, right? I just give you guys what you want. And guess what? Likes and comments and algorithm and revenue and subscriber count is up. So I'm no longer going to ask for likes. I'm just going to give you um, what you guys are asking for. So instead of asking you back, uh, I do hope you use my fucking discount codes at one point or another. Um, I'm just going to give you what you want. <laughs> it's that simple. Right? And if you don't want to like, and you don't want to comment, and you don't want to help out, and then if you wonder why Steve disappeared, because you didn't do your part, you know? Where's Steve? Where did he go? Well, he cashed out his Bitcoin, and he felt it wasn't worth it anymore, right? But it, but it might take a couple more years. Right? But as long as you guys keep liking and commenting without me asking, then of course, yeah, I'm going to stay, man. Right? It, I, uh, I wash your back, you wash mine, right? That kind of... You uh, I wash your ball sack and you wash mine. All right, now we're really derailed. Uh, Igor, is calcium diglucrate and or uh, dynomethane a good way to slightly lower estradiol levels in natural lifters? And are you natural if you use them? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Yes and yes. So you're still natural. They're over-the-counter supplements. They're not uh, listed on the WADA prohibited list. I even listed it in the WADA um, approved half natty stack. I'll link it down below for you. Um, if you watched that video, you would have known the answer already, but I guess you didn't watch it. So I'm going to link it. Uh, man, linked so many videos again. Save. Um, so yeah, totally natural, dude. Uh, ectisterone, turkesterone, still natural. Over-the-counter test booters like Relamide Sigma, still natural. ATG monotherapy, not natural. All right, and testosterone and steroids, not natural. SARMs, not natural. Pro-hormones, not natural. Um, hey, would you guys like to see like uh, a stack? I was thinking about this this week. Let me know in the uh, chat by pressing F. Um, would you guys like to see a video, a protocol where you can be like a maxed out fake natty, but with perfect blood work, right? But if I release that, then I empower all the fake natties to um, do this protocol, but still have perfect blood work. Right, we're luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, all that shit is in range. Um, lipids is, are in range, but they're uh, uh, certainly super physiological at certain aspects. Right, L let me know in the chat. Just press F. And otherwise, let me know down below in the comment section if you would like to see a video like that. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, we got one against. Don't do it. Only G is against it. Okay, Ma majority wins. All right, I'll write it. To the, uh, I'll write it under the do list for next week. It's easy, low effort content. So we'll make a, a full natty, uh, a wider approved uh, Instagram faker stack next week. I'll show you exactly how to beat the drug test and the blood work, and still call you and still be natural on paper. Uh, but use every fucking drug under the sun 
to look better than everybody else. Yeah. But then, then, dude, if somebody says that they're natural, just tell them to go fuck themselves. Because after I release that info and people are starting to use it, then obviously, um, you know, obviously it's not true. Natural is just code word for I'm a filthy liar. Please rape my face. <laughs> That's what it stands for, right? Uh, have you heard of L-leucine L monohydrate? Supposedly builds muscle as a natural peptide or some shit. Uh, no, please send me uh, some information by Instagram. Iron Grid. Sounds promising. Yeah, it's very simple, right? Steve's makes videos. We like them and everybody's happy. But you'd be surprised, dude. Like if I go to my uh, analytics, I'd hear latest video. That drug survey video, like I asked for something, right? I, I asked for something to fill out a drug survey. And normally I would get like, I don't know, 10,000 views. And now I got 2,500 views. <laughs> How fucked up that is. All right. So on the Anivar video, best daily dose of Anivar, right? I got 42,000 views. Um, I got a 99.4% uh, like to dislike ratio. So that's 1,900 likes and 11 dislikes. So my like ratio is about 99.5%, uh, which is better than most channels because people fucking love me. And I block all the haters. That also helps. Um, so that's 40,000 views, uh, but 1,900 likes. What is the ratio between views to likes? All right. 1,900 likes divided by 42,250. Four and a half percent. Four and a half percent. So there's only four and a half percent who consider themselves to be true vigorous crew. Right? Because that's that's how you support the channel, by liking and commenting. Right, Watching, cool. If you don't want to watch it because it's too long or too in-depth or whatever, right? or it's not interesting for you at that point in time, I get it. Don't watch it. Don't click it. Right? I don't want to have your 10 seconds uh, to fuck with my audience retention. Just don't watch it at all. But if you do watch, just like. It, it's, it's, it's so easy. I like all the videos that I watch. All of them. Or at least the ones that I like, right? If I cut it off after 10 seconds, okay, because it's shit, I don't like it. But if I watch a video from Derek, whether that's on his channel or on the podcast, I like and put a comment, right? And it's it's it doesn't cost that much effort. Anyway, I'm not going to ask for it. You should just uh, do it from the kindness of your own heart. All right, I think we're uh, done. Get your super chats in before it's too late. And then we're going to close it off. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to destroy them, not join them. Well, I mean, I'm all for enriching and empowering people with information. And, um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Hamad, uh, hey Steve, with the use of glutathione, did you notice any benefit in removing acne scars and dark spots in your skin? I don't know. Let, let's let's have a look. See here is fucking thing. Uh, I still have pimples. I still have this fucking scar here. You can see that, right? So, there. 
Uh, you probably didn't hear what I was saying, but uh, I don't think it removed any dark spots or uh, cleared up my acne scars or any kinds of scars, uh, that being said. But my skin does look a lot better than before. For Firefox, it's called YouTube Auto-like. Oh, that's something new. That's something new. It's auto-like all the videos. That jawline flex, yeah. No mewing here. Fuck, guys. Stop blowing my... Stop blowing smoke up my ass. Uh, I might have already answered, right? Yeah. I'll move my claims of being natural in my post. Cross my heart. Hey, you don't need to mention that. People will know, man. <laughs> People will know. And it doesn't fucking matter if you're natural or not, right? You're just you're just at a certain point in your fitness journey. And that point might not include steroids up until a certain point in time. Um, so let's say you're you're natural from the time that you or you don't do take performance enhancing drugs from the time you started at let's say 15 years old, and you, you train natural for uh, 10 years and you call yourself a lifetime natural, you're still only fucking 25. There's no lifetime there. That's just getting started. Right? I started taking steroids when I was 26. I didn't call myself a lifetime natural. Thank God we didn't have social media to brag about bullshit things like this. Um, when I felt ready, I took steroids. And now I'm 40 years old and I experimented with all of them and I have a good amount of experience to transfer to you guys. But you start somewhere and at one point steroids might be included. Right. And, and so you train without them and with them. And then maybe afterwards you train without them for a while. Also, it, in the end, it doesn't fucking matter, dude. It doesn't fucking matter. But it's, it just, you know, the fitness community has kind of glorified these naturals like they're special, but they're not fucking special. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> and, and especially the guys that claim that they're natural when they're taking steroids, uh, those are not special. They're, those are actually pathetic. And they're lying pathetic pieces of shit. And then if you want to keep it uh, quiet and don't talk about it like Sam Sulik, okay, I get it, right? At least he doesn't deny it. At least he doesn't call himself a dirty natural. Uh, but if you call yourself a natural, but you're not natural, and then you're just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't even post it because it has a negative connotation. And if people ask, you say, no, I don't take anything, but you never know, um, you know, when I open door number two. You know what I really like? Uh, what's this little German bodybuilder? Um, and I don't follow him. Ah, Gorilla Mind's finally releasing his elite multivitamin. Jeez, it's been in, yeah, a long time coming. That's right, Derek. Fuck, man, I reviewed that multivitamin like six months ago. For fuck's sake. Uh, what is that German kid called that always does the Arnold impressions? Ah, you guys know what I mean. Right? He just put it in his bio, remove natural, and then, and then, you know, open it up. It's like, I'm going on steroids. Now, of course, he's posing like a lunatic and he's kind of promoting steroid use, which I'm also not really for. Um, like I look at me, I'm getting bigger, I'm getting smaller and, you know, I'm flexing and having a lot of fun with it. Of course, that's not really sending the right message. Um, but at least he was transparent about it. Okay, I was natural up until this point, and now the natural in my bio was gone. But I, I think you should never post it. I think you should never post it. I'm a natural in my bio, or your bio. 
<laughs> That's the ultimate laziness. Okay, this is the last super chat, guys. Uh, can you answer my question above? I don't want to type again. I'm at the gym. Okay, let me scroll up. Uh, Vigilia. Whatever. Vigilia. Or is it? I'm scrolling, bro. How far above did you post it? I don't see it. There's the ultimate laziness, right? Instead of posting in again, making me scroll all the way through the chat and not being able to find it, um, you could have had your question answered already simply by copying it again. Um, I can't find it, dude. I can't find it. Post it again. I'm here for another five minutes and then I'm out of here. Scrolling as hard as I can. Trying to go through all the usernames and not get uh, name fatigue. I, I, oh, here it is. Uh, does tamoxifen and raloxifen lower estrogen levels affect blood work? So raloxifen doesn't lower um, estrogen levels, but tamoxifen can, which I just mentioned actually a little bit earlier. Tamoxifen has a metabolite called norendoxifen, which is a very potent aromatized inhibitor. So if you take tamoxifen, it metabolizes into two compounds, which actually potentiates its effects. One of them is a selective estrogen receptor modulator, and the other is an aromatized inhibitor. So tamoxifen will lower serum estradiol levels, um, but raloxifene does not. It actually might increase estrogen levels slightly because it's blocking the estrogen alpha and beta receptors, uh, depending on the dose. So if you take 40 milligrams raloxifene, estradiol might not move. But if you take 120 milligrams raloxifene per day, then estradiol might come up because you're blocking all of the receptors. And now estradiol has nowhere to bind to. So um, tamoxifene and raloxifene will both uh, lower IGF-1 levels, increase liver enzymes, um, might have a favorable effect on serum lipid parameters and um, you know might have some side effects uh, estrogen like side effects or estrogen blockade side effects which i can't remember from the top of my head so hope that answers it uh let me scroll down see if there's anything left man people just keep posting super chats uh do you feel better when you're off trt no no, I feel better on TRT, but I have to wait. I have to wait. Is Sim Sulik unhealthy? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think anybody outside of the circle that he's in has seen his blood work. Hopefully he's got some good guidance from um, from Fuad Abiyat, um, <laughs> who I don't think knows much about blood work, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, maybe Ben Chow's in contact with him, and Ben Chow's probably a little bit more knowledgeable than uh, Fouad Abiyat when it comes to doing interpreting blood work results because he is a coach and he's coached for a long period of time. And uh, and and otherwise, I don't know who Sam Sulik uh, can go to. You know, I mean, maybe he's with Merrick Health, but he keeps it quiet. I I'm not sure. 
or maybe knows somebody else that interprets his blood work results and does his cycle. I hope for him that he got some good guidance. That is, um, you know, uh, Ian Vallier would be good guidance because he knows how to uh, get, uh, you know, his little uh, adopted brother, uh, Chris Bumstead, to the Mr. Olympia and keep him healthy, you know. Uh, and the only reason why they separated the coach-client relationship is because Ian wanted to compete himself and didn't want to coach Chris at the same day that he was competing as well. So he moved them over to um, Heine Rambot. So out of that entire team that is over on Fouad Abiyat's channel, I think Ben Chauer and Ian Varier are probably the most suitable to guide Sam Sulik. But whether they are guiding him or whether he's listening to their advice, if they're giving any, I'm not entirely sure. But that's, that's for him to decide, you know? I mean, he's 21 years old. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, especially with the following and money that he's making. Yeah, Fawad works with Merrick. Yeah. Yeah. Whether he's uh, following the advice, I'm not entirely sure. Fawad doesn't really look healthy to me. But then again, that's just looking at it. All right. Sam Sulik, a dude, watch you, Steve. I'm sure of it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, the guy's still in school, man. He's probably got better things to do than learn about steroids. He's probably got women to fuck. Fuck. <laughs> in that celebrity status, I mean, imagine his inbox, dude, with all the fucking gym hotties. Like, uh, you know, being starstruck by that uh, beautiful... Uh, chest you know and everything else and all that allure of uh, fame and riches that guy's probably too busy plowing the field <laughs> let's leave it there uh guys this was a lot of fun sorry for all the dad jokes as usual um yeah i hope it was entertaining we'll see you guys next weekend uh, next week next week will be a lot of cool videos right dr adil khan podcast will have the best cycles i'll try to pump out uh, or the best uh, cutting phase cycles which oh, you guys already know that it's going to be about caloric deficit and increasing your energy expenditure but i'll still give you uh, some incentive to stack certain compounds together which are favorable um let's do that um a uh, full natty uh, fake instagram natural uh, uh steroid cycle it will be easy low level content and then hopefully we can cut the cardarine our best and uh, non-cancerous dose of cardarine video out the door but that might take a couple more days and then release the week after so um and thanks you guys uh, thanks so much for watching uh thanks for all the super chats and all the support and all the likes don't forget to like all of the other videos because that really helps and uh, we'll see you guys next week and this shirt will probably make a return because it's a lot less hot than that other fucking robe. And uh, I think the, you know, the Jedi mind tricks, uh, that's a, you know, hip hop band, the Jedi mind, uh, the, the Jedi robe, Jesus fuck, <laughs> the Jedi robe or the um, a big Lebowski robe that's kind of played out. So we'll, uh, we'll proceed ahead with the psychedelic shirts instead. Peace out, guys. I'll see you next weekend. Enjoy uh, well, your weekend, obviously. Later.